Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slutching Podcast. Yo, you have a sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. What up, fuckers? How you doing? You okay? We're all hanging in there, right? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Woohoo! You're here. You're here. Um, And depending on where you are in the country, there's uh, places that you should come see us. <gasps> like where, Corinne? Um, so we can go, maybe we can go in order. So yeah. if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, I will be there by myself uh, August 26th and 27th at Hilarities. Uh, there's going to be four shows wendy steiner is going to be with me really fun time make sure to buy tickets and then atlanta georgia Mm -hmm. that is saturday september 10th at the center stage theater that's christina hutchinson and i embarking on our theater tour Mm -hmm. Uh, tickets already flying for that one so make sure to get yours asap that's going to be so fun um then next it'll be detroit michigan on september 16th which is a friday i'll be there for the motortown comedy festival and then circling this out uh, with Norwalk, Connecticut at the Wall Street Theater on Saturday, September 24th. Yeah. Wow. You have a lot of opportunities to see us live. And if you know anybody in those cities, tell them to come see us. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, sorry about last night. Comedy dot com yep it is yeah i learned our website <laughs> that's for atlanta and Nerds for norwalk and, and then corinnefisher.com or just the link tree link in our bios has everything that you might need mm-hmm. uh there's mm-hmm. plenty of ways to access it we appreciate it yeah. and we'll see you there our live shows I think even venues would agree are really high quality. Oh, absolutely. You're going to get stand-up comedy, which we're fucking really good at because we've been doing it for over a decade. But you're also going to have some fun interaction with us. um, And we're going to share stuff. And it's going to be a night that you'll never forget. And it's going to be unlike any other comedy show you've ever seen. That I can guarantee. You will have so much fun. And I love the interactive element because we never know what's in store. But goddamn... It usually goes pretty fucking well. Yeah, it's like if the e- email inbox was brought to life, as wacky as that gets, you get to experience that in person. It's really fun. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, because our tour shows are so fun, where the first iteration of our touring show, the way we formatted it, uh, we did that prank call. I remember mm. we did a prank call at JFL, our first ever mm. invite to JFL. And we did, I remember we did a prank call in a theater. Yes, we and did. And we fucking killed it it went so well i forget exactly it was a real what, gamble yes yeah. like, and it gone very poor i mean that type of segment is like <laughs> you sure you want to do this but we do it every time and it's so fucking fun um so be excited for what we're cooking up next yeah and have the phone numbers of people that you hate I yeah, guess. yeah <laughs> have ready. just have them handy just have them handy I think we bring, always have bring your handy. dumb dumb bitch stories you know we'll share them we'll have a good laugh uh, and we'll connect and we'll remind, uh, you know, us that, you know, life is hard. Earth is hell. And, you know, love is all we have. So let's have fun. And sometimes you don't even have that. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to try and convince yourself that it's going to be OK, even though you're like, I'm pretty sure it's not. But no one's around to tell you it is. <laughs> Woo. Being yeah. single, huh? And if you don't want to leave the house, I guess you could just go to YouTube.com slash guys. We fucked uh-huh. without the you and fucked or TikTok, yeah. Instagram. There's a lot of ways to access us. You, you know, you know, you know them all. And uh, email us. Email us. Do you have advice? Do you, do, you, do you need advice on something? Do you have a crazy story for us? Uh, good or bad? You know, we're really open to good stories. If you have them, uh, please. Uh, sorry about last night's show. Uh, sorry about last night's show. 
at gmail.com is the email address. Make sure that subject line, you know, summarizes a little bit about your plight. Yes. So this subject line says big guy with body image issues. Hey guys, I'm 35 and currently on a hiatus from dating or sex in general, really after an experience back in January, I had met a girl, uh, uh, on an old app (laughs) is like an app for old people or like an app that was old. I don't. Okay. I hadn't gotten laid in a while since the pandemic began and I figured I should give it a try. Yeah. She came over and we immediately got into things. I cooked dinner and got her the drinks she wanted. That's nice. The first time we hooked up, I managed to get hard, but I didn't get off. Okay. It didn't happen the subsequent two times. I eventually came to the conclusion that I was very displeased with my own physical state. Okay. I got self-conscious of hearing my own ass cheeks clapping. Self-conscious? That's great, dude. On that ass. And getting winded when I started trying to go hard. That's not as fun. I got fat as shit during the pandemic (laughs) and that it was unfair to her that I had her there because I wasn't really attracted to her either. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. I ended things and spent a few weeks feeling terrible because of the whole thing before I started to get proactive. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I've lost 75 pounds since July last year. Wow. That's amazing. Incredible. Congratulations. But still have a few more pounds to go before I hit my goal. I'm in good shape currently and generally feeling pretty positive about things. However, I'm incredibly horny. Yeah. I've purchased three flashlights and I'm spending my spare time after all of my responsibilities having long sessions of jacking the fuck off. Hot. I swore off online dating after that brief stint, but still feel some effects that came from that experience with that really sweet girl I just don't feel excited about. Mm. I've never been ugly, but I was a fat kid before I lost weight the first time. I had a pretty great mid-20s sexually, but developed the reoccurring, um, the recurring and possibly toxic thought that people only paid positive attention to me when I was mm, thinner. Mm. This was reinforced by the fact that people actually approached me instead of me having to always try to talk to people. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that at length a little bit more, but I mean, like when, you know, the thinner you are or like the more societally, uh, hot you are like, yeah, you do get more attention. And so you just can't internalize that as like a value for yourself. Good or bad attention. Yeah. But to like recognize that it is a thing that happens in society, I don't think is bad because it's accurate. Yeah. Um, everyone seemed friendlier, more opportunities made themselves available and life in general just seemed easier. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting, cl- I mean, I feel life is easier when I wear makeup versus when I don't wear makeup. Oh, 100%. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> People know I'm there. You yeah. Know? Like if I want to just like not have a, you know, wait in line too long, I just put on a little lipstick. Um, I feel like I'm getting close to that point again where I can feel confident. Women are starting conversations with me out of nowhere. When I go out again, men are giving random compliments on stuff. Oh, I love that. I had a job interview recently where I was really well received despite not feeling any different than when I had my last one 65 pounds ago. A friend of mine told me that it sounded like ugly duckling syndrome Mm. because I'm apparently, quote, attractive, but I just felt like she was being encouraging. Mm. I feel at most average, which is a huge step up. I know my good qualities, so it doesn't feel like a stretch to say that being fat was my only thing. I have great friends. I mostly have my shit together. I'm an excellent cook from being a former sous chef. That's mm. I'm determined with whatever I decide is worth the time. I'm at the very least a good lay with a well above average penis. Hell yeah. And a need to be a great host. And I'm apparently funny. Mm -hmm. With all of that being said, do I sound like I need to probably stay on? 
on my current track and hit my goal weight before dating again? Or should I just put myself back out there while I continue to lose weight and hope for the best? I guess there's also therapy possibly. possibly. Any feedback is great feedback. And I certainly appreciate any responses given. Signed with love. Mm. Big guy with body image issues. Oh, this is a great email. Yeah. Uh, I will say. Uh, Mike, we'll get to you. Yep. I just, I just want to get this out first, really quick. Because, Mike wanted to talk so badly. Um, <laughs> because I've, I've learned this just through my experience in life and witnessing people and stuff. You, you know, somebody can walk into a room and not be physically all the boxes society checks, right? Like all those little like tall and thin and blonde or whatever the fuck. I know certain societies are different, and you know, but the boxes that you check. Uh, like a trophy girlfriend, a trophy boyfriend. But but true sexiness and true attractiveness comes from within. And I know that's corny and like so, tale as old as time, but it's so true. And so the first, when you said, should I wait to date until I lose the rest of my weight? No, why wait, motherfucker? No, you got to cha- work on feeling sexy as hell, dude, in whatever body that you have right now. You have a lot of good qualities. You have a good head on your shoulders and... Focus on those things and bring out the sexy motherfucker in you. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter. And chicks don't really give a shit. That's more dudes. Um, yeah, that because was like the comment that trained, I had. Yeah. Society has trained men to be like, I only like this yeah. tall, blonde, thin girl. Fuck that shit, okay? And so if you're not a tall, blonde, thin girl, what you got to do is you got to get to this point where you love yourself and you can walk down the street and have everybody looking at you. It doesn't matter what you look like. So true sexiness comes from within. Do not wait to get out on the scene uh, until you've lost the rest of your weight. You can do this now. You have to pull it up. You have a sexy motherfucker in you. You just have to dust it off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. The good the good news is that you're a man, not a woman. So yeah. it doesn't really matter what you look like. Um, <laughs> it does. Congratulations. It, it matters how you care. It matters how you feel about yourself. Like how do you carry yourself? How you carry yourself is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. And uh, and I really think that we're doing ourselves a disservice by saying, well, when I get, you know, it's like it's like all those self-help books I read. It's like, don't wait until you get the promotion to feel worthy or to be happy. Don't do like don't wait until you make partner. Don't wait until you have this career goal. Find your happiness now, you know, and don't have it don't have it be conditional on these things. Yeah, it's like putting a lot of pressure on yourself also to hit a goal weight, especially when you like, you know, anyone who's lost a good amount of weight before knows that it's like those last 10 pounds are like the hardest and they will take the, that last 10 pounds will probably take you just as long to lose as that first 65, mm. 75 because those are the really that's where you're really really pushing your body to be like so at strict its, with you know, diet. quote absolute best. Yeah. So that's part of it um and that's gonna put a lot of pressure on yourself but what i would say is like while yes i agree that you can start dating immediately um i would say set your mind as if you've already lost that last bit of weight that you wanted to like don't undercut yourself in you know the level of person that you think like the same way um we often tell women on this show to apply for jobs that they are um not uh that they're a little bit underqualified for i would say when you're dating reach for someone that seems like a little bit out of your league because i think like men do it all the time yeah that's definitely it's definitely what women do um we definitely you know end up with people who are like below our level and i know people are equal but they're not and um that's i just i mean it's the hard truth kids if you're talking about by like race or something uh, yeah sure equal but it's like if we're talking about individual people are they equal i know we're supposed to think that they are but i'm not god so i don't need to think that way yeah they're not Um, yeah that's a load off my back. You all Woo! know. You all have a group of friends at home, and oh, I think less of a lot of certain people. Yeah, and like you not, know that there's some friends that are just like better.
better, higher quality people that yeah. des- that deserve more. Hundred percent, hundred fucking percent. Like I mean, you're more on. worthy than this person. But you know, well, it's so funny <laughs> because who are we? you know, We're I remember, children. I remember one time I said to Christina, I said I was like, well, I think I'm just like a little bit of, out of this guy's league, and then you said no one's out of anyone's league, and then I just went home and I go, Christina doesn't know what she's talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> I go, she'll learn one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I feel yeah, and, and so that, that's that was like my only advice to you like don't go because then you're gonna do two things number one you're gonna i think that i think that's exactly if what it you doesn't did to go that well girl. after you've lost that weight you're gonna be pissed and it's like no don't do that to yourself well yeah you're number one you don't want to start dating someone that if you lo- lost 10 pounds you would be disappointed and think that i could have gotten someone better <laughs> and then number because i think that's what happened with this with Men, this girl is there someone hotter around yeah <laughs> i think that's what happened with this woman that he took home i think that you were feeling inadequate ah. and she you kind of just took who uh, you know as men do whoever was in the vicinity <laughs> and then that. you got home and you weren't aroused because you weren't interested and you also didn't feel good about yourself and when we don't feel good about ourselves we end up choosing partners yeah. that we aren't excited about because the person that oh don't that we really want we don't that. we don't think that we deserve yeah don't rope someone into your own self-esteem issues oh i mean that's like most straight relationships but um yeah be careful you had something to say. yeah well so in, in my case i actually relate to this a lot because Coming out of the, were you fat? The, say that again. Were you overweight? Well, yeah. So oh, I, he was a little beefy. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, coming out of the relationship, and then also Did you like, get fat. Yeah, I gained. I think I gained like thirty or thirty five pounds yeah. during the early months of twenty twenty because I broke my foot too, oh. so I, I couldn't exercise. I had a whole oh, bunch of things that were going on that oh. were kind of. So, but, that sucks. so when I got, became single for the first time, I was kind of in this like, position not too. not ready to mingle right now. Well, right. I wasn't sure. Cause like, <laughs> like I, I, I had, there were some people that were kind of like hitting me up on, on DMs. Like you're kind of like trying to wade into the waters a little bit. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Like a, a couple of things on dating apps, but you couldn't actually meet up with anybody anyway, because it was the pandemic. Yeah. So thank God. Before... Thank God. It was a good time to break your foot. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically I had all this extra weight on me and I was in the process of working it off, but I had these, like I would kind of have like zoom dates with people and stuff because it was still, you know, you can't meet up with anybody. Tape his cheeks back. <laughs> Put a hat on. So I you can't do the medical tape. Let's just say I knew That's my what angles. my mom does. You know? I, I knew my angles and you know, I, you gotta know those. Oh, angles. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Why is the camera above your head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause so you can see my jawline over here. Right? <laughs> but, um, what happened was I, I lost that weight by, probably the middle of the summer that yeah. summer um and mm-hmm. all of these things you know the fact that i didn't stop myself from at least trying to get out there a little bit the best i could during the, yeah. the beginning of the pandemic it motivated me to keep going and losing that extra so i knew i wasn't going to get you know i was also coming off a breakup so i wasn't going to get serious with anybody mm-hmm. but uh it motivated me to get into the type of shape that i wanted to be in to really start kind of living as a single guy again yeah you know to a place a good product on the market yeah right and it's not even it you know like you guys had both kind of said it it's less about how you physically look it's a little bit about how you physically look a little bit yeah i mean you first impressions and stuff you need to feel feel comfortable getting naked i think that's like a big thing like when you feel fat when you're naked like that's the worst you also need to, to me for me personally i also need to feel good in clothes 
Yeah. Like to feel good, to, to get dressed and go like, damn, all right, I look good yeah. tonight. I'm going on a date. And okay, like, King. Yeah. And eventually I just got to that point. Like by the time, like Corinne had taken me out for like my uh, my birthday that summer with the seafood tower. <laughs> oh, seafood tower. Yeah. So good. Yeah. By then I looked good. And oh, I felt, yeah. I was like, all right, good. I'm back. I yeah. feel fine. And like, like I'm ready to be single dating and all that stuff. So I think yeah. it's just like, I think you should start, go out, yeah. do your thing. And just let, keep letting it motivate you. Don't yeah. do anything serious, but just also try right to meet out women there. in the wild. Try yeah. to meet women in the wild because your body is going to know if you're attracted to them pretty quickly. You see somebody across the room, it's it's bold, but like start to like go up to somebody and talk to her that you think is attractive. Um, I, I think that's a great that's a great way because dating apps can be so depressing, and I feel like everyone feels this about dating apps, even if people have had success stories on it, because you can't you're missing out on that pinnacle ability that your body has to gauge whether or not you see a, a, a sexual future with somebody so i would suggest too um get out there like get, physically get get out of your house get out of your apartment and go places with like have a single guy friend and then go out places and hit on chicks yeah and like also like you know when we're talking about like feeling you know overweight underweight whatever like you that's like everyone like that's the problem with this like so with body positivity it's like only you know what your weight is. Yeah. Only, only you know what feels yeah, good that's to true. you. Good and point. for some people, that is what other people consider overweight. For some, you know, right? You know, obviously, like you know, if you have a conversation privately between you and your doctor, that's a whole different medical issue. But like for me, my like comfortable, feel good weight, you know, probably is a couple pounds. What like people will call me fat on the internet. I go, <laughs> okay, you know, that's that's fine. Jokes but like, on you. I feel great. Like I know this is like as thin as I'm going to comfortably get and I also don't need to be any thinner for me to feel good and comfortable in my clothes in my body all these kinds of things um but the same is you know for overweight you know people you know sometimes like a really you know quote thin person will come will be like oh I feel fat and like it's hard to you know in our mind like kind of like digest that because you're just like oh that's like so annoying or like it feels unhealthy but like get that out of your mind it's like that person doesn't feel good like that yeah, person knows right. what they should feel like and yeah. they don't f- they're not feeling it right yeah now. yeah because even if you look great and if you don't feel good then what matters is that you don't feel good so that's that's what you want to focus on also too I, I i being a straight woman you get to witness straight men be very comfortable with themselves and have mm-hmm. you ever like have you ever hooked up with a guy that like was just so comfortable with his body that you're like really you're, you're okay with you're, you're okay with all that. I gotta and say, and then you're like, oh shit, I'm internalizing what gets said to what gets done to women, and I'm like, I gotta stop because if a guy has any physical quality, I've never been repulsed by a guy, but if a guy has a physical quality, then I'm like, yeah. But if he genuinely, and I get to witness him genuinely ex- love being in his own skin and ex- not give a shit, then I don't give a shit. So I wonder if that'll work with being a woman. I don't know. But um, I think it does. Like, I never like I never really thought about anything like getting naked. I mean, honestly, until doing this show and when I had to fucking internalize all your guys's insecurities. <laughs> and I'm so honest about that. I mean, like the show has been detrimental to my mental health because I'm thinking of things that I never even once fucking crossed my mind. So the least you could do is watch our fucking special. <laughs> just, at, you know, just absolute like lunacy yeah. that I'm ingesting. Um, And so it's or. Or, th- or even just being a person on the internet that people are like pointing out things. It's yeah, just like, right. it's like, 
Who, who has the time to point well, out? Yeah. A lot of people do. All that of doesn't these help. things a lot about of people don't friends. Other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have never had sex with someone where they were too comfortable with their I with have. their body. But, but, I but it, it, it turned, it changed my, well, first of all, it, it made me go, oh, wow, Christina, you're yeah. doing the thing that gets done, like you don't want done to you. But also it made me go, well, if they can accept it, I can accept it. Yeah, I mean, the only person I can think of is someone who, like, uh, you know, in his public life is a bit judgmental of other people. Mm. Um, but then he, like, roasted himself when he got naked. Deservedly so. And <laughs> um, and if you... You'll never know what it is, but you would fucking agree with me. Yeah, um, I think I know. And, it, and I was like, oh, it made me... It, made, it was charming. You yeah, know? right, you right, know? right. Because I was like, oh, this is someone that I would expect to like, not expect, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if they like went back and like talked to their guy friends about like my body and I'd be like, yeah, try it. Yeah, <laughs> try it. See how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah. Have Mike, have you ever been with a, with a woman that uh, wasn't a, like a 10 on pay? Not 10, a 10 is being extreme, but like, you know, I don't know, like that had like a thing, but they accepted it that you're like, oh, I don't care. Like, because I feel like human beings are such visual creatures. And especially with women, we're kind of like unknowingly trained to pick apart a woman's physical appearance. Like, even if we are a woman ourselves and we've had that ourselves and we like, it's hard not to internalize it. But like as a guy, like a lot, like I'm reading Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, and she's a researcher and she does all this research. One of her, one of the things she talked about that I thought was so interesting was the women in this, there was a co-ed research group she was doing and she was like, you know, what are pressures that men and women have to face? And these women were like, I don't look perfect, blah, blah, my, my, I have to suck my tummy in with sex. And a guy stood up and was like, we don't give a fuck about that. Mm. You give a fuck about that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I've been with some women that are, you know. Uh, a little more like full figured, I guess, and <laughs> seem to have not like. I, I'm just trying to say that as respectfully as that possible. I know, but Mike like... digs himself a grave. <laughs> I know no, you, you, you tiptoeing around. It was so funny to me. But yeah, I mean, but, and I, I, I think that f- um, many of them did not particularly have or didn't seem to have any kind of. They were like, comfortable in their body. Yeah, I think for the most and this, part. Was I, that sexy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it was, you know, obviously I, I, these were not women that, I mean, listen, I've, I've, there's been nights where I've hooked up with people that I was like on in the fence about whatever and didn't, but, <laughs> but I, on I, the fence, like, I think, I think people are, that know, happens to women every day. There's a lot of, they're always on the fence. There's yeah. a lot of conversations about like, you know, looks and like, I think like it's, it's always like, um, we lump weight in with like looks, but it's, they're different things. Yeah. Well, it's also like you, there's at a certain point you, I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm starting to understand what my body just naturally is like. Yeah. Like, I think I naturally tend to be like a little thicker just in general. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I you're, thought, you're I thought so, you were going to say, I, I'm naturally just attracted to like hotter people. No, but it's just like you, when <laughs> you, when you have any kind of connection with somebody, yeah. which yeah. is obviously the best way to yeah, start what a sexual kind of looks, are, looks go out the window really at that point. Yeah. Cause you're like, I don't get, you, you, yeah. Well, it's also for, in, in guys cases, like a lot of times, like if you like, chicks with big tits like they're they might be a little thicker right like and i more i know more guys that are into like thicker women right because they have kind of like like fuller bodies or like a body part like yeah that's a big thing for guys like if there's like a guy who likes big tits he basically is always with someone with big tits yeah but at the same time it's like if you like a girl with a big ass look a lot of times she's gonna also have like a she could have a thicker body right thicker curves so So it's like, like it's like a lot of guys who are like not 
like normal guys that just like work fucking at UPS yeah, or like yeah. whatever. Like yeah, normal like a jobs. regular job. Yeah. I well, think, those are the kind of guys that would care. be like, I don't like fat chicks, but then their wife is fat. That's who that is, actually. Oh, but, you know, wait, I, what? Really? I don't think that's, so. I think so, 100%. I, I, think, I think it's a lot of like, like, uh, like, like for example, a lot of uh, like my close friends who you know, like uh, I'll just name drop my fr- our friend Julian, yeah, uh, who works for the MTA. You know, yeah. Since uh-huh. I've known Julian, Julian's always dated thicker women, yeah. Right? Like all, and he prefers that. That's yeah, his preference. Yeah, that's his type. Thing and he's, he's like a like a normal guy in ev- like every sense of but the word. But he's thick. Yeah, but he's like like his. I think a lot of guys understand that, like, if you want, like, I, I, I have gone for a lot of like clavicle women. That's always the joke mm-hmm, around here. Mm-hmm, women that show a lot of clavicle, mm-hmm. and that is often the type that I go for. But a lot of the men around me think that I'm like weird. Oh, for, okay, for yeah. Liking it's that. so funny, yeah, because we all have our own you know? preferences. But yeah. and really, at the end of the day, we analyze it to death. But it's just like, what meat sack did you come in? Okay, right. what did meat sack? Did- we all we're all fucking around. We're sacks of right. flesh. We are sacks of flesh with a soul and a spirit inside, which is really what yeah. matters. And well, I think of- the reality is somewhere in the middle, though, because we're in a time right now where, like, it's like such a like even having this conversation. I feel like is like, oh, how can you even ch- like talk about bodies as if they were important? Which is like a sack of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone looks at each <laughs> well, other. Also, sex yeah. is you bumping up your body against someone else's body. It's I mean, also like I just a it's a very comical You're rubbing body. It's very comical to tell women in the public eye uh, to not talk about bodies when it's literally the primary the only thing, thing we, we are valued to, for. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. is laughable and I will yeah, continue yeah. to talk about it to the end of fucking time <laughs> until you guys stop fucking talking about uh, our fuck bodies. you. Which will never happen. Which will never you'll never happen. Stop, you'll yeah. never stop talking about it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I have a couple jokes on stage about that. I'm like, there's so many things to get mad at Hillary Clinton for, but being unattractive is just not one of them. Like, And also a woman could cure cancer and then there'd be like multiple Reddit threads about like who would, would would I fuck her or not? Yeah, right. And it's like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> I also think Hillary Clinton's cute. She's fucking like seventy years old. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I think. She's, yeah. yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. expect a seventy-year-old woman to look like? Yeah. <laughs> Men want them to be fuckable. I mean, certain certain type of you know that type of guy that's gonna fucking make a yeah. Reddit thread about what I fuck Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I don't type. even know that they do. I do. I think it's just that they know that it gets under our skin. Yeah, right. right or right. that it has the ability they're to get using under a our skin. So yeah. yeah, they're they're weaponizing it. You're trying to hurt our feelings, but guess what, guys? It's not working. Yeah, when in reality, <laughs> these are people in you know in basements who are twos at best. <clears throat> Woohoo, <laughs> two at best. So anyway, guy, go yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah get, get out, out there, there, buddy. You Come seem on. like a great catch. I'm excited for you. Get that Have swerve fun. back, that confidence. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. 
Well, luckily, I found Quince. And now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids. Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Hey, if you haven't rated and, and reviewed or, and followed Guys We Fucked on iTunes podcast, can you do that? Thank you so much. Thank and watch the you. Dumb Bitch Woo Hour, youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the U and fuck. That's also all of our social media handles, including TikTok. And I am at Christina Hutch. I'm at Philanthropy Gal on all social media, so TikTok, s- Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, so suck my dick. Um, How are you? Um, I'm I'm just you know awake, which is good. Hell yeah, I'm awake. That yeah. was a big step nice. for me nice. uh, today, and I was sleeping all day yesterday. Nice, nice. What you oh you said you had some? Oh well, I just did a um I I <laughs> I got drunk off of two drinks last night, and uh, I went to take my boot off, and I I fucked up my ankle mm. taking my boot off, and I was like that's sad. I heard a crack. Oh, I heard a crack. That I was like, that's not a crack you want to hear while you're taking your boot off. And it, I, I was limping all night. And you got to be like, careful with the angle that you take boots off. I used to, that's why I used boy, to have my ya. boyfriends take off my boots for me because it, they actually can get a better angle if so, it's someone else taking it off for you. Yeah, I guess because I was drunk or like, I don't know, I just really wanted this boot off. Uh, but it was a laced high boot. And I was, my leg was like over, it was like over my, oh, it hurts to do that. My leg was like over my head. And I was like, get the fucking boot and then I fucking pulled oh, it, it off and it went over your head. <laughs> I'm like, no, my God, I just fucked up my ankle taking a boot off. That's not good. Damn. Now yeah. I'm limping. And I'm like, that sucks. You got to be very careful. Yo, those are, that's an adult injury. Uh, injuries uh, are basically I guess so. like people are. Man, the last time I rolled my ankle was because I was fucking 21 at a New Year's Eve party in Bumblefuck, Brooklyn. And I had seven inch fucking high heels on. And this guy came, flew from Canada. I only met once to come party with me in New Year's. And I wasn't sure how to say no to him. So I said yes. <laughs> and then he flew there. And then 10 minutes into being there from the airport, I roll my ankle wasted. And then me and my girlfriend, uh, Gabby, we got a car as they were going five, four. So we were like, leave before this Canadian guy chases us. I'm like, he can't run. Hopefully he can't run fast because I can't walk at all. Anyway, um, boy, you really, as you get older, you hurt your ankle in different ways. So wait, he flew flew in and then you go sit him at the party. Uh Mm -hmm. What was wrong with him? Uh, I just didn't want to be near him and I didn't like his energy. And yeah, I just didn't. uh, Yeah, I guess anyone who was that eager to get on a plane for a New Year's from another country probably was like the red flags that we were looking for. Probably not passing up a lot of plans in Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, So yeah, so that's, that's, oh, and I, oh my God. Okay, so I'm going to, uh. I just have to, I know this, it's not under the umbrella of dating and relationships. I guess it kind of is. I don't know. You could make it under that. Whatever. Do whatever I saw, <laughs> I saw 
renowned New York Times bestselling author, Laurelyn Jackson. I, I, I think I've talked about her, her stuff yeah. on here before. Yeah, Signs. Yeah. Uh, signs in the Light Between Us. Um, I, fell, uh, I, I found her through this Netflix docuseries called Surviving Death, which I highly recommend you watch. Um, uh, it really helped. It just, yeah. It, 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 I'm not afraid of death in this really beautiful way, not in a reckless way, but like in a way that like makes my life better. Anyway, um, Corinne and I, I've taken Corinne to other psychic medium readings and boy, they're not legit. Uh, you know, and you, you look out for stuff like, I want everything to be true. Like, I want the far out zaniest theories to be true. Like, I'll, I'm open to believing that anything is possible. But at the same time, like, you say so much generic shit in the, in the, in a theater in Times Square to a bunch of people that are crying. And I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit. I mean, I had the time of my life roasting them. Yeah. Well, when Tara reads in the audience, you're like, I don't know <laughs> if your clientele is the kind of, that was, the- <laughs> we knew that, we were- that was like a joke. That was like, is this Nathan for you? Like, are we on Nathan for we you? We knew he was fake when Tara Reid was in the audience. Yeah, yeah. I go, Corinne, I think Tara Reid's here. And she's like, no way. And then she got here. I'm like, that's Tara Reid. And then Tara Reid, like, left because she got mad at someone's phone kept ringing. And we're all in this theater of grieving people who just lost somebody that they care deeply about. And it was a shit show. And it was, well, okay. Anyway. Yeah, this- almost like you could take advantage of a theater <laughs> full of people like that. Crazy, Huh? Right? You know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... I saw Laurel and Jackson. It was the 90 people was um, the, the audience size. So it was very intimate. And she ended up, it was supposed to be from seven to nine. She did it. She went until like nine 30. I recorded, I'm putting it on my Patreon. I recorded the whole um, audio recorded the whole, it was fucking, it was fucking unreal guys. And I, I'm, I'm telling you death, it, our physical bodies die, but our spirits continue on. And there we have the ability some people, everybody has the ability, but some people just have it extremely accessible to them to speak to people who have passed away. I don't know how we're not talking about this every second of the day. It is, I my mind was blown. I got to witness mothers that lost their sons that they tried over and over again to turn their help their son turn their life around, and they they did the such a good job. And their son, like this, happened a couple times in in this particular audience. Uh, where the kid was just, you know, he was just troubled and, and a lot of mental illness and ended up committing suicide or suicide by drugs or or drunk driving or something like that. And you watched these grieving mothers heal by Laura, like channeling their son who had passed away and saying such specific fucking shit. And she said it the, before the before the start of the before she really got into the reading, she's like, you're going to find that the spirit world will, will, will plan stuff. Like, so basically you're going to have people sitting here tonight. Like no one, there was couples that came, but a lot of people came by themselves. Like I came by myself. Um, but you're going to find that people are sitting right next to each other. Um, who have the exact same type of loss. And that happened five fucking times that night. Mm-hmm. Two women lost their six-year-old sons a month. One was a daughter, one was a son. A month apart. And they were sitting together. And then the woman right behind him. And it was... It, my mind was so fucking blown. And so I just want to say that if you have a loved one who's passed away and you're you're, you're grieving as something that you could try because it can't hurt. It was like speaking to them but also like asking them for signs to see if it pops up to see if you can have some type of communication i think one of the reasons why i'm so into this is because laura talks about this in her book but like you i have you know an emotionally difficult a bad you know bad relationship with my parents i'm not talking to either of them and i'm like i think i can have a good relationship with them with my mom in particular, like possibly after she passes, maybe we could actually like you kind of shed your ego and you shed the games and you shed your manipulation and you shed all this stuff. And one thing I heard um, 
that just blew me out of the water the most through that night was these people when they pass away they shed all of their all all of their ego bullshit and they're actually able to apologize and then you watch this these people just heal in front of you that have been grieving saying i could have done something or if it was a suicide i could have saved him or no you couldn't have and it's okay and you did a really good job and it was just it, i'll never forget that night for as long as i live um so i highly recommend reading laura lynn jackson's books the light between us is her first book where she really goes into how she discovered she was able to do this it gives more background on who she is and then signs is just stories but they're they're both stories but Jesus Christ, just some of the most mind-blowing things. Uh, and so when we get lost, like I get lost in, you know, oh, I want to, boy, like I really don't want a partner. Or I want like, you know, I want to fuck somebody or I want to, you know, and then, but then I get into this stuff and I'm like, damn, this, I don't know. It just makes, it makes, it puts things into perspective for me in a very valuable way of like, what is important in life? It's, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that in a, like a, yes. in a very like yeah, like we do grasp onto these not, things that don't have meaning. Way. No, uh, well, but to me though, I think what's important is like is our friend. For me, it's friendships, but like you know, just you know, love like where you can find it in your life. But like platonic love through your friends and through people who support you and know you and understand you. So I don't know. It's yeah, because my mind was blown. That was actually the most, the best thing about my dad's death is like, oh, not all the stuff that everyone else is worried about, it's stressed now out about, literally meant nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, my so it's been long enough now that like my you know human realm worries have come back because I'm still mm. a human. I'm still here. So like, right. yes, the worries are back and they're worse than ever before. Don't Damn. worry. But like, back yeah, and better than ever. Yeah, but I mean, like that was like the nice. That was like I think I think that's it's actually like, why the c- c- first couple months after my dad's death were actually I don't want to say pleasant but they weren't as bad as I thought they would be they got worse a lot later because um just anything that happened on a day-to-day in comparison to what I had just gone through truly meant nothing right nothing death is so like humbling or like grounding or there's something about it that's like I don't know. I, I, I'm fascinated with it. Well, the only thing I'll say, because it's, it's it's interesting to see you kind of do this, because I was like, I I, I, I often, like, I, you know, I kind of understand why you're so into it, because you have explained it to me. Um, But like, it's funny that you're so into it, because I am like the death girl. Like, I have right, so right. much death. Yeah, yeah. And you actually have None. not really experienced. I Just mean, your grand- biological father, but like. Yeah, but I didn't know him. But so. you didn't know him. So no I, one has died. Right. I, it's all grandparents. So it was like, we all knew. It was sad, but like, it was no, no traumatic death i've never had a traumatic death in my life right and so for me it's just like it's been you know past five years just like truly constant death of like beloved people in my life and so um and i think the only thing i would say like based on like all these you know because i'm into the stuff that you're into i'm just like i i'm a little more hesitant about it i would say yeah and so like you know i'm very wary of sending people to like psychics or mediums because I do think there is damage that can be done. And like, Mm -hmm. it's cool. I'm interested in seeing Laura, like, you know, but like, you know, I went in with a comedian's attitude to that first guy who we're not going to, we're not going to sell his name, but that guy sucks. That's the right attitude to go into. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and, and it was like, just, it was like, Bob, you know, it bothered me because obviously it's a room full of grieving people. Yeah. And like, you're at your most vulnerable. Yep. And to like put on a fucking like sequin suit and then it's, pretend that you have a gift that you obviously don't, um, unless your gift is marrying a, a straight woman while you're being outwardly gay. Um, Chad, is that okay to say? Unless that's allegedly, your, and that's unless that's your gift, and and you are gifted at that. That's my a gift. That's um, a gift. But if the gift you're trying to sell is talking to the dead, I mean, it yeah. was just to see someone who was a true like charlatan, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, it was 
mind blowing. Yeah. And I just kept checking on everyone else to be like, they were if, crying if they, into it. If like, there was a lot of people who seemed disengaged though, which actually gave me hope for humanity because it bothered me. Like if, that if people could be that easily fooled, it actually made me feel unsafe in society. Right, right, you right, know? right, right. Because right. I, I'm less, you know, we'll, we're, we will all be fooled in our lifetimes by people trying to make money or get fame. And that's fine. That's just part of life. But it is our ability to not fall into that Discernment. trap, yeah. uh, especially when we are at our most vulnerable, that I think is like part of where our strength comes from. So I was like, kind of like checking in on everybody. Yeah. Like, and I, and there was also I just I wanted like, to believe it so bad. Yeah. And then when you got there and then you told me about the article, I was like, I want to, like, I don't want to not hear it. Oh my God. Like, I want to be, I want to be aware and, and educate myself. But like, yeah, once, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And I'm like, Oh, I fucking hate this guy, actually. Well, I know. And I didn't want to come in and like ruin the experience for you. But I also wanted to come in with the knowledge, having never been to a medium before, I wanted to come in with the knowledge of the kind of tactics that they use. Right, right. So that I would be able to like uh, follow the patterns a little bit better. And I mean, it was just like by that. Well, it was also like, you know, as a professional performer, I was like, I think I could do that. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing about Laurel and Jackson. There was no performance to her. There was right. no performance. And, and I mean, if you are into this stuff or if you want to get into this stuff, like I, you know, just have, take everything with a grain of salt, especially this. Um, and, uh, but Laura, like she would go up to these people and go, okay. And very grounded, very kind, very sweet, very, um, you know, going up to a woman who lost her six-year-old son. I mean, what the fuck? How the what the fuck? You know what I mean? And uh, and she just she said he's um, you have a your son di-. like the specifics were insane, in fucking sane. And he wants you to know that last night it was him in the kitchen with the lights. And she fucking like this woman fell out of her chair, and you're like, mm. oh my fucking god! Like this is. This is a thing that we can access. And and I liked this too. She's like, you do not need me. To talk to your loved ones. They'd rather talk to you directly and not through me. And there's a lot, you know, she said she can't get to everybody in one night. because She's spending, you know, these grieving moms with kids. Like, right. my God, spend the time that you need. Right. Um, and man, there was so many. Oh, my God. There was so many men in the audience that were like just so sweet. Everyone there was just amazing. But this one guy who lost his brother, who was just this shy kid who you could tell, like, just guarding himself because his brother was like his best friend and he lost him and. And she fucking said shit to this man that changed the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. She said like you, you, he, he was able to cross over and, 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 um, lovingly exit because you loved him so much. He felt safe. And I'm like, Oh my Jesus fucking Christ. Like it it just, it's really powerful stuff. And it makes you reassess and reevaluate what the fuck you care about. You know, like that's why like I'm it, 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 like getting into the mediumship stuff and finding people and witnessing their gift. It like makes me want to read a book more than it makes me want to turn on CNN because you realize the fucking circus that is earth. And um, there is there are ways, though, that you can keep yourself grounded. But boy, you really got to fight for it. You got to fight to be sane in this fucking world. Yeah. Well, and I also think like, you know, we worry so much about death, you know, when in reality, it's like it's, like, it's kind of flipped. Like, yeah, you'll heal. And you'll hear people who are very into this stuff. Talk about that. where like the hell is now and the relief is hell later. Is <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I and I mean, I think that's like kind of definitely been proven. Yeah. And whether you're religious or not, like you don't need to believe in like heaven, but like the heaven that is talked about, you know, in Christianity, uh, 
um, there is like some kind of a like a, a piece, no, yeah. no matter how you see that. Yeah. And so I think that's like I never worry about the people who have died. And yeah. and in reality, like you have to really worry more about the people who are left here on Earth because those are the people who can't yeah. kind of come Handle to terms it. with the death. And then additionally, what I'll say is about like, I think um similar to tarot, how like when you talk about all this woo woo stuff, like it seems so large. And so you pull, you know, a card, like, you know, your film, like the tower, like you think, you know, you're going to get into a debilitating car accident. Right. And you're right, not right. going to be able, when in reality, it's probably some, it, it could be that, but probably not going to be that. In reality, it's like, a slight shift in like the dynamic of your home life, you know, (laughs) but it causes you a lot of turmoil for that, for that point. And I think the same is true with signs and death. So Mm. while I do not, why I agree that I think Lori Lynn Jackson, what she's saying, like, you don't need her to talk to you know, dead people in your life. Like, yes, I agree with that. I've talked to several dead people, but like, I think the problem was like doing all this research ahead of time. I, thought the conversations would be a lot more like dynamic and fulfilling like that I could actually have like a true back and forth the way we know it to be on earth right right when in reality it's going to be a lot slighter right um it's going to be smaller so it's like when you ask for a sign will you receive it when I ask for a sign do I receive it yes number one you have to know how to interpret it which I think you kind of kind of kind of just innately know if you know the person yeah um you know they'll talk you'll 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 find kind of a language that you begin to speak on your or you'll speak in through objects or animals or whatever you'll figure it out when it comes to you because like I was worried like how will I I know I knew immediately that wasn't a problem yeah. um but you know like the con- the level of conversation she is having where she's able to actually like talk words and sentences like I don't know that's an advanced yeah and like and she says scientists have studied her brain right and she, I w- yeah. and I was like I don't know that everyone is able or can be able to do that. It's, you would have to derail your entire life to dedicate yourself to honestly y- meditating. Right. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, and I also do think that she does have some kind of a, a gift. She a hundred percent, you know, which I don't think everyone has the, yeah. the same gifts. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's like, just to keep that in mind, yeah. like if someone dies and like, you're expecting to have like a full podcast with them, like that's not going to happen. Yeah. But you know, can you get certain answers or like reassure uh, reassurement, um, reassurance. I was like, that's not the word reassurance, um, that they're okay. Or like that, you know, that you are at peace with each other. I think that is certainly like within the realm of things to expect. Yeah. I just like to set those standards though, because like, you know, my, I have like a, I always get like disappointed and things are like not as fantastical or interesting or cool as I think they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to really like, uh, I have to really manage, your expectations. manage my expectations with woo woo. Yeah. Because yeah, again, like it happens with tarot, with astrology, with any of these things. They're like, it's so slight, mm-hmm. but in the read, in the reading, it feels so big. Yeah. But like, you know, huge things aren't happening every month of your life when you think about it. Yeah. Not I guess so. Huge changes. Well, I've, I've, yeah, right, right. Not huge changes. Mm-hmm. I've been more like, I've been, yeah, I've been keeping a calendar where I put like, track my moods and shit and just to look, cause I want to, see if I'm like my menstrual stuff is going okay but then I look back and I'm like man I have a good life good fucking life yeah like like I'll every time I have a day that I'm like I'll never forget this day for as long as I live I'll like circle it like third eye blind like that was mm. an unforgettable fucking Definitely experience highlight of the summer oh this is the other thing last thing I want to talk about too because speaking of one of those days I saw Rage Against the Machine oh yes 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 yo that shit is Beyonce for straight dudes first of all <laughs> 
Rage Against the Machine concert is that's a Beyonce so concert for straight men. That's true. And I gotta say, as somebody who grew up in the Pennsylvania hardcore scene, like the pop punk scene in Pennsylvania and the straight, like it was, it was a lot of that. I felt I was the bell of the goddamn ball. I dressed, <laughs> I dressed super cute on purpose because I was like, I knew this is gonna be a sea of dicks, and I'm excited about it. Uh, but it was so fucking cool to see a Madison Square Garden amount of men yeah. in one place. So happy. They were so happy. <laughs> and I was so happy that you were so happy. And everyone, that's why I compared to Beyonce concert. Because yeah. if you've ever been to a Beyonce concert, it's the best day of everyone's year. Like everyone is so excited. When she comes out, we all cry. Like she means so much to us. And I was watching these men like cry because because the fucking Rage Against a Machine. Because they that need motherfucker's to. brilliant. And they do need to cry. They and they were moshing. Yeah. They were moshing, which I thought is so funny. I'm like, that's how men get out their feelings. They yep, just punch yep, each yep. other on the dance floor. Yeah. Um, but it works. But it was really cool to be to witness um to witness these straight dudes that are like you know machismo looking at least you know i don't know i don't know any of them but um to just have a good time and like i just it was nice it was nice i've never been in the presence of that many men that were so happy and they were happy because this artist that they love that means so much to them who that is so fucking talented he broke his foot or something and he was sitting down the whole concert it was one of the best concerts i've Tourism ever seen in my Achilles. fucking life one of the best concerts i've ever fucking <laughs> course, seen he of did. course straight yeah. guy over here knows his actual injury <laughs> no i i hate he's walking down actually. a ramp i, and I, I am dr- not a you don't like right oh, okay. no not but not I, enough I, I've been, I, not yeah. enough clavicle. but i saw i saw that it's like it was big news that he like hurt his foot and they yeah. canceled the rest of the tour the european leg of the tour yeah. i think they're doing, doing the rest of the state states but also too i was like damn it was an example of an artist that really gives a shit about humanity. Mm-hmm. And so the the stage setup for Rage was just very simple. It was amps, the musicians, and their guitar or their drums. That was it. And there was a video screen behind. And then there was, you know, some video playing at, at some parts of the concert. But then at the end, they were like, hey, give a shit about, like, genocide going on. Like, they had listed all these social con- uh, com- And that's when they things. lost all the men. No, but it was brilliant <laughs> because everyone just was it's amped up a beer. <laughs> about having the best concert experience of their year. And then they were like, hey, these are the things you should look into into humanity. Like, we all got each other's backs. We need to fucking help each other and love each other more. And you're like, ace is all around. So thank you, Rage Against the Machine. Someone made a made a joke like about Rage Against the Machine because they are so into activism, and they were like Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden, brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah, right. <laughs> at, at the Chase Hulu Theater. <laughs> but obviously, is like, that a Starbucks in your hand? Yeah, right. It's uh, a, we live in a America's a capitalist country. Oh, like God, you can't, it never won't be. Yeah, yeah so. there's no. That's not Rage Against the Machine can't fix that. So yeah. that's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, men go on the play dates. Do, yeah. Do what just, you need to do. It's just, I've never been happy for men being happy before. Yeah. Because I've never really experienced it in that, on that level. And it was really nice. Anytime I'm happy for the, for their happiness, it's it's uh, selfish because I'm just like, oh, they won't shoot someone tonight. So that's nice. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever and, it takes. And 19,000 guys went home that night and didn't shoot anybody. Nice. So. Knock on wood. Yay. Hopefully. Man. All right, men. Yay. Good job, everybody. Doing it. We're doing it. Get your feelings out other ways. Speaking <laughs> of men. Yeah, this is a an episode about a man and feelings for sure hell yeah yeah he is uh he's a comedian he's a friend of the show he's a guy that i fucked yeah. and he is the one of the co-creators and co-stars of flatbush misdemeanors on showtime please welcome to the show dan, dan perlman i think that i'm depressed guess i'll post another pick in my best dress because the lacks will boost my self-esteem even if it's only for 15 Lately I'm a hot mess So I guess I'll meditate manifest 
that other people would like me. Yeah, just like me for me. I was Bella Hadid. Then my mama wouldn't have to worry about the ways I'm hurting inside. 'Cause people only love the outside. Should I go buy a new place? Since I can't afford to get my own place, I'll only have the bandage for three weeks. Maybe I'll wait. Guys, we're here with stand-up comedian Darren Perlman. <laughs> the interview has started. Oh, it is? It's off to a rousing start. We like to trick the guests into saying some things when they don't know they're being recorded, and then we're going to send that clip to Nathan Fielder. I, but I, I complimented him. Uh, right? We'll make it seem like you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't enjoy the art enough to do it for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the pay scale that... That your show off That's true. offers. That's true. Um, you we you were on the guys we fucked. Uh, well, gosh, years yes, ago I was years oh, and years. Are we okay with revealing that though? Because yes, you used was, a fake well, name. Because I oh didn't, you did because I didn't. Oh, we didn't know. have video. He didn't want we, anyone well, to know that we, we had sex. Well, you didn't. You <laughs> oh wow. Oops. But also, but also <laughs> that's okay. No, no that's, totally, not, that's also totally not the fine. reason. No, it's not <laughs> okay. the reason. It was I believe it was like so early. I don't even know if you guys had released any yet. I think we recorded like just. Oh my, things went down. Maybe you had just released it or something yeah I did, but I you were one of the early ones yeah. i didn't know what it was so right neither it, do we it was like right so i was good <laughs> i didn't know i remember coming in and saying on the thing i was like am i gonna get yelled at i didn't know if it was gonna be oh. like i didn't know what it was a lot of people so, had that fear right. honestly and i think right. i'm gonna blame myself and my own yes it's, it's personality wait so yes, let's let's had, set the record nothing, straight it had nothing to do with anything except <laughs> Uh, Corinne. Corinne's like <laughs> being and energy and vibe. Uh, it was it was like oh oh I'm gonna be like uh, chastised or something. Wow, you know that's what I mean? so funny. <laughs> and then you said in the <laughs> I, I remember saying that right before and you're like no that's not what's gonna happen. But by then we were all called we you're were calling me like you know Vincent or whatever. <laughs> I forget what it was. <laughs> right. I thought I see. I thought the reason was either like you just didn't like your sexual dirty laundry aired or you were seeing someone at no, the no, time. No. No, no, no not that you cheated, but like that you started seeing someone in that in the interim. I don't I don't remember, remember. that being true. But no, I remember yeah. the thing. It was like, I don't know what this is that I was like sort of walking into. Sure. Because I think it was yeah. like also I think it was like uh, if I remember right, you guys like needed guests at the time. So if memory <laughs> serves, it was like we had sex. And then like two days later, you're like, great. So come in and do the podcast. <laughs> that, okay. Do you know what I mean? OK. First of all, I would like to clarify <laughs> that's. That's not great. I have never. Which everybody books in their own way. That's not. I say no. I say that with no judgment. You know what I mean? Okay. I we don't fuck like, to book guests. We've, I've never had sex with someone because we ran out of guests. And also, yeah, you we'll were just so, you a friend. You were no, so I'm kidding. early. I'm kidding. It, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Like you were so early in the process that I mean, I would have had a, only had sex with like five people right. to, for in you to have life. for me to have needed to outsource and start fucking <laughs> for the show no i no i think no yeah i think you just knew it was like a short commute for me it was all just like no i'm kidding the I'm only kidding, time I'm too kidding. deadpan i'm kidding so I'm the kidding. only time we actually i actually had sex with someone 
who was had been booked, but we didn't have sex yet. Oh, I remember that was, was for the live. Was Jason Burke? Yeah. But we, uh-huh. Oh my! He God. actually recommended it. Like we were like hanging out the night before, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna record." Anyway, tomorrow. So, because we had been flirting for a while, and I was like, "Sounds yeah. good to me." Right? Yeah, but he does handsome that. devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she does. texted me at three in the morning, like, "Well, I fucked our guest, so it'll be really apropos for the recording." Yeah, yo, I got good luck, Chuck Pussy, because then he, I, I would like to take credit for all those little Caesars commercials he booked, and I'm going to take credit for Matt Flatbush misdemeanor. But he does, right. he does that with every podcast he's on, though. He did that. He, with, fucks the he host. did that with Terry Gross. That's yeah. fucking rude. You know that? that well, crazy? Terry deserves some D. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anytime someone I had sex with um, goes on to achieve great things, I like really makes me it makes me pr- so proud. Yes. I, yes. I feel I feel some version of that, too. Yeah. Right, the, like when I saw that you have a show, I was like, you know what? Good for Dan. <laughs> I just knew that. Showtime. Kid had something right, you, you retroactively give yourself credit. Yeah. And being like, that was my keen eye. Yes. Well, she just, does have a good eye. I mean, listen, yes. I, you know. You have good. Uh, she's uh, a manager. Uh, notable alumni, you're saying. I mm. cast Amy Schumer <laughs> in my uh, a college film that I did. So, yeah. Right. I mean. Not taking good eye. I didn't discover her, but yes. yeah, I just knew. I said this kid has talent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, that's my new catchphrase. Yeah, as yeah. a kid, yeah. talent. Miss Amy old. Schumer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of kids, uh, do you have any? That's not a good. Yeah. No, I was gonna say. Speaking I of kids, yours. this is the uh, <laughs> Dan's the youngest person I've ever had sex with. <gasps> how it's is now that true? it now ma- it now matches Dylan. But wait, how old are you? You were tw- well. He was twenty three when we had. Oh, sex. I was like, you're twenty four now. Signi- yeah, I'm twenty four. How old yeah. are you now? You're significantly you younger than me. Thirty. Too. Oh, okay. okay, so yeah. at the time, so yeah. yeah, so four years, so I was 27 and you were yeah. 23. I'm that guessing. sounds right. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not younger than you, but like like age-wise. No, no, no. Like at overall. the time, and, and for many, many years, held the record, and now, and, now, and now only tied for the record of youngest person I've ever slept, which, which is 23. Wow. Which, what, what is, what, what was the memory of, did you feel my youth? Oh, I thought you were going to say, it? did you feel my penis? In yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It just it? was interesting because normally, you know, people, you know, I had started having sex when I was 18. Right. So the fact that it took me until 27 to have some sex with someone oh, who was wow. only 23. I mean, like right. mathematically, like usually sure. you have sex with someone like your own age. Oh, yeah. so you didn't in like, I had a college. boyfriend for five years in college, you know, th- through all of college and one year after who was like eight years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the person I first had sex with and continued to have sex with. Right. As I grew. Aww. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's an honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very nice. You know, I was thinking this morning, the only thing I were uh, one of the things I remember is that after you left, I had sought a roommate at the time uh-huh. and we lived with um, the uh, now deceased, rest in peace, uh, Pitbull Pinkerton. Um, so he died a long time. Ago. Yeah, it was like five years. I'm sorry. I, I actually don't even know if I had. I think I mentioned it in passing once on the podcast because I was yeah. scared of the listener reaction. But yeah, no, Let's he just passed gloss away. over the dead dog. Let's no. not harp on this. No, he yeah. was my best friend for quite this some is- time. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was a great dog. I anyway. love that dog. I, I get more Legendary. memories of that dog of that dog coming to greet me. Um, but yeah, no, my, my roommate, my roommate. The next day, she goes, she goes, 
uh, that guy said something rude to Pinkerton. And I was like, I think I was like, I was like, I think he was like joking. With the dog? Yeah, I think he like, like, I think he was like trying to be funny for me and like was like doing like shtick with the The dog dog. on the way out the door to the bathroom. That sounds way more like something I would do. No, 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 I know. Because listen, there's a lot of mean comics and I fucked a lot of mean comics, but I was like, out of all the terrible people I've fucked, you're not one of them. I've, I, I, well, that's very nice. (laughs) Like truly. No, that uh, yeah, I Yay. I don't. I, I'll be honest. I don't even remember there was a dog. But <laughs> did you remember the fucking? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, yes. That was my. Gr- I mean, it was so long ago. But I don't. I don't remember I don't, people. I that was the mouse no, apartment. I, I feel bad for Dan for even I, coming there. Is there a mouse I, can't, I don't think so. But. I, yeah. No, I don't remember that. But that's one. Th- that's one thousand percent something I would do. Yeah. No. It's like it's just like say some stupid joke thinking. It'll be funny. And you're just like, yeah, can you just go? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, I, I like kind of vaguely remember you doing you shtick. It's actually very similar to a scene we wrote <laughs> for our show. You know, the old shtick with the dog. And I felt bad because like, I didn't want to like defend, you know, a man uh, ahead Ever. of the dog to my roommate. Right. But I just like knew Dan well enough. Because like, yeah. it wasn't like, it's a mis- I had known Dan like, like a good amount yeah, of yeah, time yeah. I at that. When I started doing like mics and stuff, I remember meeting you. Yeah, you're early like one on. of the first yeah. people I met. Well, how sure. old were you when you started stand up? Like 21, 22. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I don't remember that. And I, but I don't even remember ever being really mad at a dog. So it, it just doesn't. It yeah. doesn't track, but that's that's very funny. No, the <laughs> thing I remember is, and I don't know if it was like that night or if it was like a, a previous night where we like maybe made out but didn't have sex. But there was one time where we were making out and I felt like I lost my notebook. And I think I was drunk and then I was like, hang on, hang on. I can't find my notebook. And you were just like, like all right. See, I, I definitely put everything on hold. I would have understood like, that find more my little, now. My little moleskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, I feel like that's the kind of like shit that my uh, the the ex who this podcast is based on. Like I wasn't like really fully immersed in comedy when I was dating him. So he right. would like get a gig last minute and like cancel dates all the time. And I didn't understand that. But now sure. I do that to people all the time. Constantly. Yes. Not even without a thought. Right. Like just right, like right, 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 right. immediately like my foot's out the door. Don't right. even feel bad. <laughs> Don't even feel bad. <laughs> no, yeah. So I totally Barely get give him notice. Losing a notebook is like one of yeah. the worst things That's to happen goal. to no, a comedian. All that stuff that you think is like people blowing you off when you start when when they're like when people are like when you were starting and you're like how do I do everything? And they're like, you know, you just work hard and you're like, oh, fuck them. They're just blowing me off. When it's like, I don't know, it's like really the only thing you can say. Yeah. Because yeah. when you realize when you're starting, you're just I like, tell you what's right. You're just like, what's a shortcut? You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. do I just get there real quick? You know, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Is, that what, is that what you were asking people in the beginning? Uh, more or less. But I mean, like, because when somebody's like, work hard, you're just like, oh, God. I, it's like well, when you, you know look that. up. You assume that. Already. You know that. Give me something I don't know. You're always know. hoping for a different answer. It's like when you're like, okay, how do I be really healthy? And they're like, you got to exercise and diet. And you're like, oh, God. Or like a more specific. Hoping for a third thing, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have to Eat do this that fruit thing. in the morning. You know, That's you it. know what the stuff is. Yeah, yeah. Like the everyone magic. knows. Yeah, everyone knows what the the path is. It's just like brutal. So that's what the annoying part. Yeah, well, there's also the networking part of like the hard work part. I have no problem with the networking part is the part that fuck. I love that shit. I network all goddamn day. I network the shag damn people. I fucking say hi. Do you you compliment? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I if I have something to compliment them on, which I usually do. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very curious about people. That's why I'm good at networking. But I'm I curious about how to get out of conversations with people. Yeah, I <laughs> respect the like 
the sort of um sort of pathological networkers yeah there is someone who i i, I won't say but name name i'm name. not gonna do it but i know one I'm sure we're probably we all know one. Yeah, but ooh, I know many. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I know many, but it doesn't get one I, when I always think of. Yeah, but just the, the the big swings I've seen this person take. Yeah, networking, including some that have been like wildly wrong, and a person to their face has been like, "That's not even man or woman." You're complimenting a thing. It's it's all so. It, it, there's no way of knowing. What? Well, oh, no way of, but, I'm just curious. I'm just wanna, curious um, from, from the respect, female perspective. I respect the sort of like. Uh, ability to take just like a big Mark McGuire sweat. The, the, the certainty that there's no God. Yeah. Just the, the certainty woman. that there's no accountability and you can just be a yeah. sociopath. It's easier to be do it when a woman. Uh, the biggest, the biggest dick swing I ever did was Steve Higgins, Lorne Michaels, and Dave Chappelle were sitting at a table at a uh-huh. fucking SNL party and I yeah. sat down. And like you sat down as if like I sat they down were waiting next for you to, to join. Yes. <laughs> yep. You're like, I did. sorry about that. I'm like, yeah. hi. And Lauren goes, Who the fuck are you? And I'm like, hey Dave. He goes, huh? I'm like, guys, we fuck. He's like, oh, guys, we fuck. I'm like, thank what God. Level, what level of drunk were you? Not that, I was so fucking drunk. Christina crazy. doesn't really drink a lot. I, wow. I wasn't I w- and I wouldn't do that if I was stoned or or tipsy because wow. I like being present. I wow. want to be present. Because that's how I connect with people. She was sure. too present. Yeah. I would yeah. Yeah, it turned them off big time. I would be so present on the other side of the room. That's I'm, you know, so funny. I went, you know what? One life to live. Wow. Hi, guys. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. No, I, I really respect. I would not. <laughs> yeah. Even if I were sitting there and then they came and sat down, I would feel like I Have would stand ever... up and not hop over. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever talked to somebody that you wanted like in oh, that sure. way? Like that sure, was sure, like a sure. ballsy move? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's a weird uh, mindset where you have to like it's almost easier if it's like a very successful person you don't really give a fuck about them it's sometimes way weird. easier you feel like it's sometimes weird who you have that reaction to like yeah. if it's somebody who you, you grew up liking even if they're like less famous than yeah. somebody who's a super famous person if you didn't grow up like thinking that they were great or yeah like, yeah you know if, if it doesn't yeah. if it doesn't make the 14 year old version of you nervous then it doesn't matter oh that's exactly. why like meeting tom yeah. green was by far more exciting than like sure. meeting like most of these people <laughs> right, selling right. theaters right, right, yeah right, right, i met right. madonna once and i was like okay right then, like, <laughs> at, a, right. at a house party it was yeah. a private party and i was like hi 100%. she's like hi i'm like all right yeah see ya. right like, i wasn't impressed right if, i mean if you'd grown up with a madonna poster right. yes or if yeah. there was if it was anybody in any boy band that you liked as oh a i was kid. gonna say justin timberlake if it yeah, was justin it, timberlake i'm probably right. just making out on that poster if it was him or even uh, ace is ac is he an oh when we met when we met devin who was buzz from home alone ac one of them one of them in the uh the fuck are you talking about ac slater yeah i was like that's ac slater from saved by the bell what is it ag aj what aj aj from backstreet boys yeah okay that's what i'm thinking currently the hottest backstreet boy used to be kevin aj has since taken his place i think all of them are yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, i was close it was was just a letter away (laughs) you do a yearly ranking of the backstreet boys every year and it changes that's a fun power ranking to do. yo aj got so fucking hot yo really he's got a good voice oh my god Mm. yes did you like any girl band like guys who's who's your crushes growing up uh, More I think they're mostly like yeah, they're mostly like sitcom based. Like whoever the love oh. interest was oh, okay. on, like, on a sitcom. sitcom, you know, like a like a uh, like a Topanga or like a, oh. you know any, anyone who was like the love interest. I could yeah. see on you any as a comedy Topanga. show. Yeah, that you was would love like, Topanga. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Topanga's hot. Oh, it just famously. checks out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was more that than like I don't, I don't think I really listened to like um to any like. Girl, I mean, what were they? There was like Spice Girls. Yeah, was, but like you know, I like Spice Britney Girls Spears, didn't have sure, guy yeah, fans. Course, but, like, 
Yeah. yeah, I mean they did. They're gay guys, but right. you know, no, or like yeah, they, they didn't have like oh, there, there was not so the hot. there was not the same uh, uh, crossover, right? For like, it was for it's like the boy bands. It was yeah, like, like some people girls got to enjoy on all them. that music, and then uh, yeah, yeah, it was I really think, unfair. It's uh, like one of the many advantages that women have. You could have you listened know? to it if you were more in touch <laughs> with yourself. Just that joke. Just that joke. <laughs> I'm like, Dan, just shut the joke. fuck up just and take that, that back. You know what? Just Actually, maybe you were mean to that dog. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a dick. Dan Perlman. I feel so Dan Perlman, bad. guys, mean to dogs. No, I'm going to uh, go visit that dog's grave. First, you know, uh, <laughs> well, that, I feel bum- bad. Uh, out. Okay. Um, speaking dog. of bumming us out, mental health. Um, you know, you talk about it on the show. Yes. What's What's your relationship to your own mental health? Like, is it good? What you, do you have mental health issues? Have you been diagnosed oh, with stuff? Uh, myriad. Yeah. What, what are we What are we working with? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I mean, I have. I certainly have depression. I, I'm medicated for that, mm. and I've had um, uh, anxiety, and I've uh, been treated for that. I've been on those anxiety meds. I've taken. You know, I've realized I've been taking too much of them, but it's all mm. prescribed, so you think it's okay. And yeah. That's something my character does in the show oh, he America. takes too much uh, Xanax and then uh, has to stop or whatever which is kind of a thing that I did but not to the character's extent but no I mean uh, <laughs> you know certainly depressed and um, will probably always be medicated for that yeah and I'm happy for anyone I have a couple friends who've recently started getting treated and medicated and I'm very happy for them because yeah. it's like I remember the- when I started it at like 21 or so I was like, oh, I didn't even realize I could feel like fully functioning. Like I thought there was a version. It it made me a version of myself that was like functional in a way that I didn't think I could be. Oh, shit. You just told me. I'm on the verge of going on them. I I think really I think this sort of pride of this like. Thoreau, like Walden Pond, like everything you need should be within you is yeah, like right. nonsense. Oh, and I agree. I mean, I we're, had a we're big Adderall addiction. Yeah, yeah, we're completely broken. 100%. We the, are empty with Now you guys can tell why I like this guy. This <laughs> void will never be filled. This is what I was telling the dog. I was like, this <laughs> void will never be filled. That's why he died, because you depressed him to death. <laughs> oh, Pinky. Oh, so, my boy. No, but I think you just, uh, I think it's totally worth trying, especially when it's one like, like an antidepressant and not the like, not the quick fix uh, SSRI or anxiety yeah, meds. Those make me tired like the, of shit. But also those are like short term. Yeah. Those are like dangerous band-aids where yeah. it's like up and then you crash. Well, but, I worry about like with everything I know about like childhood trauma and mental health and like the human nervous system and stuff. I'm like, are, are antidepressants a band-aid to like addressing a deep like is there could we possibly address the issue in a deeper way and we just don't know it? I don't know. No. <laughs> All right, you case can't. closed. No, I mean, what? what is, the, I, there is this such like pride in like slogging through. Everything is yeah. hard enough yeah. without having to like outshout your own brain, which yeah. nothing, <laughs> That's which a good way to put it. nothing can do. All of the love from everyone around you, all of well, the success. Well, see, but that's success. the love. Love from people around me is worthless. No, what? I'm, I'm, that helps me. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. The, I feel like that's the temporary fix, though, because it always has love, to be. The, the you love know, right? is helpful, but that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like that external validation that we all like crave that everybody now, likes, but well, us more so. Us more so. Yeah. In this thing, 
Like it, it, that's that's the band aid. That's the temporary. But if you thing. have to go be on, what, are you going to just be on medication for the rest of your life? Yes. Is that, why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why I don't not? know. I don't know. Because I think. Well, I, well, it's. I think it's like if when you like you know so often like mental health is compared to physical health and like there's plenty of medication that I like you know I'm going to be right. on for my physical health for my whole life. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like and. Honestly, it like, doesn't like I, I'm just like used to it. You know, people sometimes I hear people talk about like I have to take three pills every day. And I go, yeah, me too. OK, but it's something. It's <laughs> Are you something, not one shit in your mouth every day anyway? It's, just it's add some, it. It's something where it's like, why not? Like, why not try it? Yeah, because it's a thing where it's like, like, yeah, I mean, you try it. It takes a few weeks or whatever. And it's like you find the, the it's different. Everybody's chemicals are different. You yeah. find the thing that works for you. Um, and then find that balance and then great. You just do that. And if you have some side effect or whatever, I've taken some and I, it's, I've had a side effect, like the first one I take. Yeah. A side effect. And like what, what kind of, what, what were some of the side effects? It made my dick not work. And I love when my dick works. That's one of my favorite you things. Yeah, okay. That's my preference. What do you so, love most about your dick working? Oh, uh, you just you get stick the, it in yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Throw it around. Yeah. Wait, have but, you ever, so I mean like it can, like, I guess the side effect for women sexually is like sometimes it can dry the pussy out. Is that correct? Do you know anything about the pussy? No, I mean the pussy. The short answer is no. Yeah. Do you know anything about vagina? I could give a long answer, but it's just gonna be a no. No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I I know I know there are like sex drive, like diminishing sex drive is sure. like a side effect of it. But yeah. again, there are different kinds, and there's different whatever. Uh, I don't know shit. But you find that el- element that works for you, and if there's a thing that's not working, then you just scrap it and you you try something else and then you work with a doctor you don't guess it yourself and all that stuff but like we spend years in relationships with people that are 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 not great and bad we waste years on bullshit all the time yeah so why not try this Mm, to feel better in another way yeah now i speak in the language of the listeners because a lot of times (laughs) you've all wasted (laughs) years of your life eight to be exact with garbage people with people that you wouldn't go on a second date with now so why not just take a thing and make your brain feel better and then you might not you don't need validation from that person you You can actually yeah these losers you'll be more clear of mind to be like oh no i don't need that i like your home shopping network selling them to both cameras and i promise I wish I was getting a penny for this, but I, <laughs> otherwise I would, I would absolutely shill for them. But no, <laughs> I don't get a cent. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of times people look for love because they feel an emptiness inside them when you could really be feeling that emptiness with a pill. Well, it's, mm. I, I guess I just really, I, I think I've also, I've gotten lazy with it. I've stopped taking them. I've been whatever, like scattershot or disorganized or half-assed with it. And then you feel your Sluggish. mood sluggish you feel yeah. sluggish you feel your mood dip and makes everything harder it's harder mm. for me to self-motivate except your dick <laughs> sure right but but if your dick is hard but you're, if you're you can't sad. get up then what yeah. does it do have you ever been wait random question but have you ever been sad with a heart on at the sure, same time sure pro- yeah is that confusing no, I don't know. It's probably like the default, you know. Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're, you're picturing a more like me sobbing in a yeah, mirror. Yeah, I guess I am. And looking Crying at like my hard dick. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but no, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's all worth try. I think any kind of like uh, therapy or effort to like feel better on a like long term sustained basis yeah. is worth trying because I've been very depressed. I've, you know, 
had like suicidal ideations or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. been like planned a thing or whatever, but I called the uh, hotline a couple times. How was it? Yeah, I'm always curious what the suicide hotline's a times. like. So there's two of them. And I used to do a, a bit about it, but there is a New York one that if you call like the 311 thing. <laughs> oh, I want the New York one. And they hang up. This is the bit I would do, but they, <laughs> it, it is true. They would hang up after 10 minutes. They'd be like, You'd talk All right, you're good. Like, yeah, Are you serious? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh my god! Well, maybe they had so fuck? many people that it's they had very, to get to. Well, it's just a, a very, it's just people. a very New York, and I would do this bit where I'd be like, I'm actually getting on the train now, so I gotta yeah. hang up. But keep <laughs> your not chin up in front of Keep it. your chin up and go Mets, you know. Well, but speaking um, of that, we should we should also say like three days ago, the National Suicide Hotline, uh, if you dial nine eight eight, launched. So yeah. now you can just dial nine eight, and it's everywhere. I called, I called that one. Uh, in America, one time. the national one, the, the national one, get get like a national perspective, you know, and um, <laughs> Let's get a more zoned out perspective here and see if that helps. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed, no, someone from was, Iowa picks it's up. It's actually a nice because uh, uh, th- th- they just they just listen, and you can just kind of talk, and then you realize the stuff you're they're, they're just kind of empathetic and whatever, and I talk to them for a little bit, and so they don't give you actually any like advice. They just kind of no, because I, I would I would think oh. like what's the legal nature of that? You have to be very careful when you're giving right. advice. Yeah, I'm sure I don't know the you can't rules make it worse. Not everyone right. has a chance. No, the, the, <laughs> it's almost. I mean, I think they're hyper trained and yeah, the the very in my one uh, conversation with them that wasn't cut off for time was. Um, <laughs> Fucking funny, <laughs> and that's a wrap on Dan's but attempt to say Dan's so funny. Um, but no, I, I think it was. Um, I, I felt like oh, they're being very empathetic and very whatever, and um, so I had a uh, sort of say I had a good experience with that. But yeah, I would leave a strong yell. What do you say to them? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, you're just feeling well. It's just you're feeling very. It, it would usually be when or not. I mean, the, the couple times it was like when I would like first wake up. I think that's yeah, yeah, very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for people, it's like when you first wake up because you're just hit with this like, oh god, a, a day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, think I people do. Say like, oh, when the sun comes out, you're gonna feel better. And nope. When you not at all. wake up and you see the sun, you're and like, you want to oh, die. Christ. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you know how um good you should feel yeah and i think that's why i also think i I, just as someone who doesn't have clinical depression but also doesn't wake up and go oh yay another day i think they're selling the morning too hard (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) i think people it's not number one we all know everyone's full of shit clinically depressed or not people are making things seem a lot better than they are and i'm here to tell you uh A hundred percent not clinically depressed. Been, you know, a lot of people have uh, suggested to me that why, I am. Why are you like this? Um, ju- because <laughs> the world is like, I feel like the I'm world like, sucks. I was like super realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. don't like that. But right. it, like also having realistic expectations uh, no, I, makes me not get, get less disappointed. I, I, I say that yeah. as a compliment. You have the like grounded. Yeah. yeah. Na- defeated nature of somebody depressed because you're uh, like a, a realist. You yeah, know? but isn't, but, but I mean, doesn't that speak to something that I'm still as motivated as yeah, I am totally, in life, totally. uh, even though thinking, you know, nothing has meaning and yes. everyone's awful. Yeah. The, uh, I think Car- <laughs> it's impressive. Really? Carl- I impressed myself. <laughs> Carlin had a great quote. I like where he's like, if you scratch any cynic, you find a disappointed idealist. Oh, and I was yes. Like, That's a nice framing. Of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but no. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, the, the mornings are very hard because you just have to motivate to get out. That's why for me, it's like you know, I just come up with ways to trick myself in terms of like getting out the door, 
and getting um, going. I yeah. make a to-do list of stuff I'm going to do the night before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be big things, but just yeah. like a ways, plan. A yeah, plan. something to get out of bed is so something important. Something to get out of bed. And also, I feel like that's why coffee is so popular. Beyond, beyond the addiction of caffeine, sure. it's like an the ritual of it. treat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a treat that you get. And that's why I think like... It's important. I know, you know, there's this whole thing, like if you don't buy coffee from Starbucks, you save all this money. But I think I, I say buy the coffee from Starbucks because I think going out and getting the coffee... Yes. I agree. Is or like support a local cafe or something worth the money? Yes, I think getting out the door mm-hmm. is yeah. huge. That's why I got a dog. Because having a dog helps. Yeah, especially Absolutely. with like, I walk it. Right, and especially with more people like working inside or working from home or whatever. Like there've been times I've been so like wound up and upset or stressed about this or that or work bullshit because I've just been on my computer all day and on You're Zoom sucked and into it. Sucked into it, and then I step outside. And it doesn't even have to be some beautiful day. I just step outside and I was like, oh, yeah, none of this matters. It's yeah. all like you get instant clarity. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean to say that like it's a cure-all or whatever, but I think that perspective it's, is so helpful Yeah, to and get it, it out of this, this little bubble that you're in. Yeah, I think that's huge to do that every so day. So yeah. when you went on depression, depression medication, then did that t- – was it depression in the morning or terror or like just like – It was like um, – it was, it was depression. I remember the first time I, I called – I like woke up and the first thing I said, I mean, it was all dark, but whatever. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah, I woke up and the first thing I said was like, kill yourself. And yeah. that scared me because I said that right away yeah. in the morning. Right. And that made me nervous. Say before 10 a.m. You're like, oh, yeah, fuck. it's not even I hadn't even messed up that. It's more of like a night mean? thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Even, if you say it at night, you're like, Let me yeah, go to bed. I hadn't even bombed at a show or <laughs> yeah, something. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Mike in the booth really feeling this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like so uh, yeah. suicide gang right. <laughs> gang gang um, but yeah no so I, I called that yeah it's, it was not even like it would be terror it was just like I think mm. it's just this feeling of like intense um, isolation and yeah. it feels like I guess the way I've described it is it feels like you're in a ditch and like you know when a, a car is stuck in a ditch and the wheels just kind of turn and turn mm. and turn uh, there's no getting out of it yeah. that's kind of how it feels okay so you're just like I'm just stuck here and I have no way to get out of it. Yeah. And like you existential dread. You just can't yeah. imagine. You just look in the future mm. and you're like, oh, I just see sadness or whatever. Okay. Like nothing is going to make this better. That's yeah. how I feel like when I'm in a relationship. Wow. Right. right. Yes. It's like. <laughs> I bummer. wish I was joking. Bummer town. It's like Corinne when she has love presented <laughs> yeah. to her. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's 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 where that. Um, and that was. goes and so, away that goes feeling went away after finding the right meds well finding the right meds but also there have been times and I feel like this is important to say where I've been on meds and they've been working and then they kind of stop working mm. and then I still fall into like the and that's scary I mean isn't that scary because you're yes. like fuck am I broken like well, what right. the fuck but but again I think that's I do think it's the same way of like a relationship is uh, good for a while and then something shifts and yeah, then it becomes it less good. Flows, yeah. Like, so I don't think, I think that's just a thing that happens and that's why I think like everything, you should always be in like a constant state of reevaluation. I think yeah. that with everything. Yeah. Relationships, work, like a constant, so, your morals, everything. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not constant, not every moment. Would love to be your girlfriend. Every couple days. You every, know what I mean? Every, you, will, you walk out of the bathroom, you get like a look up and down and go, not today. Reevaluating, <laughs> reassessing. You know, when the GPS, when you move in the car, yeah. you're yeah. like recalculating. Rerouting. Recalculating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. good. You got to recalculate. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes you go the same route. You're like, okay, we, it's the same calculation. Right. Yeah. You know, other two plus two is like, four. And other times it's like, oh, we have to break up. Back up, up, back up on out of there. That's what the math is. Right. But 
so no i think um uh, uh i mean that's why that's why i think having the uh it doesn't even have to be talk therapist but at least somebody if you're getting meds for a psychiatrist like yeah. check in of like how you feel like that's going because if you have to right. adjust or whatever but i think it's some combination of meds and i've always not really wanted to know what percent is what you know what i mean right. like i've tried to change a couple things at once like whether it's something about my life or meds that i'm taking like but i do think constantly being like having things you're doing and giving yourself a purpose yeah is like really important because i think it's like i read this somewhere but people talk about like finding happiness as if it's like a thing you just like find like yeah. under a rock or something but it's mm. like but like the people who are successful or really happy they like cultivate their own meaning and happiness yeah. and yeah. purpose and things to do and i think that's like you don't get fixed it's just like this constant effort to the same yeah. way a relationship is and that's you know? what de- yeah. de- when depression kind of impedes that effort you're like oh right the train stopped yeah yeah but it's always it's i think and it's exhausting but i think it it's um probably wishful thinking that the train is just going to move itself it's, and yeah. more realistically it's uh, those Flintstones cars yep. where you just have to pedal you just yourself. Have to keep going. You just have to keep pedaling. Yeah. Yeah. That's an have, inter- yeah. yeah. That's an interesting person. What you just said about um, that, you know, having to cultivate your own happiness because, you know, you've been, you've been comparing mental health relationships this whole time. And it reminds me of something that Guy Winch says um, in How to Heal a Broken Heart, which is like my favorite talk on breakups. And he also has like a, a complimentary book. And he's basically like, if you don't get resolution or closure from the partner, you just have to make up a reason in your mind why the relationship ended and stick with it. Right. And so similarly, I imagine you just make up a reason that you are on this planet to exist and then you run with that. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like everyone goes, you know, I found my purpose. It's like, how do you know that that was like the universe's intended purpose? Like you guess you don't really know. You just have to feel it and go with it. And it it doesn't matter. Like if if it's a thing you're getting, you're like extracting joy from. Sure. That's all that matters. And feeling motivated and it's not a thing that like that that feel you feel like for the most part, obviously, there's going to be stresses or whatever, but mm. that it, for the most part, it gives you life rather than sucks it Takes out it of away. you. Right. Like, that's that's where you run to. You run to anything that gives you that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, that's going to change over time. But I think as far as that's why as far as trying them, it's like it doesn't hurt to try this different stuff. You yeah. Know? I've tried all I mean, kinds I've, of I've different tried... things where I'm like, oh, maybe this is a, a thing. People do this for uh, self-care or whatever. And yeah. That yeah. Is helpful. I'm like, all right, that doesn't do anything for me, but whatever. Right. You know you what I mean? Throw shit against the wall, see what sticks. Exactly. What's yeah. the weirdest thing that you've tried? Um, Like for like a self-care. self-care thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, not even weird, but like I've tried getting massages sometimes. I'm like, that makes people feel great. And yeah. it, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I really? don't know why. It, huh. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. then I got a scalp treatment. You ever get one of these? Yeah, no, I love scalp treatment. Oh my God, What's that? that's amazing. That? Well, it's just like a massage, massage for just head. for your yeah. head. So wow. nice. So something about that. Mm. And I went I went back to the place and they're like, oh, the guy who does those left. Oh. And I've been chasing that. Wow, that's for scalp like massage. for for most six places. Months. Most nice places will do a scalp massage. I went to a couple, but and it's it, not the same. He didn't have the there same. There was this fucking random You got to get that thing. If if you're watching this, if he's hap- if he happens to be watching this, he might. Yeah, it's a popular show. Just DM. I'll pay you double. I'll pay you double. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yes. But anyway, no. So I've tried stuff that people have found like yeah um, helpful and helpful, and it just does less for me. And then other stuff, yeah. It's just. You know, How do you manage cool. mental health in a relationship? 
I think it's important to like dump it all on them and make <laughs> yeah. them make them responsible for your own happiness. Yeah. Well, what's everyone a boyfriend, was writing that down for a second? <laughs> what's a boyfriend no, no. for if not to dump on? No, no, no. I mean, I think that's hard. Well, also, I think that's a thing that's like, um, I, I well, I say the dumping thing as a joke, but I, I've talked with a friend a lot about this about, about how like to um, the friend to a friend about oh. this where it's like <laughs> i thought you were referring to your girlfriend no, as no, no, the no. friend and the i was friend. like no, no. Ah, you are hard to deal with <laughs> i am but not not that hard. um no i think um it, it, i mean it's it's a weird line where it's like i think you do have to communicate like all of the stuff that you're um sort of feeling or going through sure. or your tendencies or whatever but i do think it's important to do it in a way that is not uh, dumping well they have person. to learn your tendencies right because right? when you sh- say here are my tendencies that yeah. just feels but like a not a natural way also to- also i think it's kind of a, a way of i think it's a I don't, suspicious is a weird word but i think it's not ideal if somebody dumps all of their shit yeah on you right away because then i think oftentimes you know uh, inadvertent or not it, it is it sort of frames it it's almost like a justification for why they could treat you shitty later. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's and it's like, just not it a frame- natural communication. Yeah, because like- it, it frames the whole dynamic around their trauma. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. So it's like that's the kind of the danger of all this trauma bonding shit. Yeah, but, I know. Um, that I, um, you Have know, you trauma bonded? Sure, yeah, but I don't. It feels think it's good I- in the moment. Yeah, but it's I don't think healthy. it's ideal. I well, don't think it's long. Also, just whatever. because I, I, people were like, we're like technically what what a lot of people refer to as trauma bonding is not actually trauma bonding because this right. was a whole fucking thing on TikTok oh, this week it? that with because we posted a clip about trauma bonding. Oh, okay. So oh, like shit. when we are referring to it, it is bonding over trauma, but because actual trauma bonding is well, it's like I oh. have this issue, you have your, this issue. Let's yin yang. Right. That's what. Not, yeah. Not like, like a, not like we were both in a shared. Right, right, because like right. the, de- the or clinical like, definition my is, daddy hurt me. Is, right. is trauma bonding is the attachment an abused person feels for their abuser, specifically in a relationship with a cyclical pattern oh. of abuse. And you guys are talking about bonding over, over shared over, traumas. Over over similar respective yes. traumas, yeah. Not, yeah. not Stockholm Syndrome. Not right. Just because I can't take shit. that, yeah. those, those fucking assholes on TikTok again. Stay <laughs> calm, TikTok. <laughs> Gen well, Z is intolerable. I would I, say, except for the guys who listen to this podcast. What, what, what the kind of trauma bonding that we're referring to, Dan, yes, is like yes. more uh, a, a recipe for codependence. Yes, in a way. Yes, like codependence and trauma bonding are technically based off of these definitions, which are different things. Is obviously super attractive and appealing in the moment yeah, and feels great, but then also, yeah, it's like, it oh, will you save me? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no, yeah, no one will save all. you except yourself. But. So, so, um, but anyway, I, I think if you can, if you can communicate it, like, as much as you can, it just, it, cause also I think a huge amount of relationships, friendships, anything, like, fade when people stop, like, communicating in any yeah. real way, cause you always presume something worse. Yeah. At least I do of what the other person is thinking mm-hmm. than what they actually are. And then you <laughs> clarify it and you're like, oh, okay, that's where I was coming from. And you thought <laughs> I was coming from some worse place or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, catastrophizing. What, what, thoughts. what are your fears with it? With what? With depression medication? Depression or, or just mental health in general? Because I, I've been, I think, are, um, how, are you, how are you feeling? I have it? been suicidal, late, like suicidal thoughts, but like it's, I wake up terror. It's not, de- it's not uh-huh. depression. It's like right. fear. So the metaphor that you used of a car in a ditch with the back, I, mine feels like 
I'm a baby getting thrown into a violent ocean. Like right. somebody takes a baby right. and just fucking chucks it into the ocean. Right. So that and that it's just scared, but yeah. for no reason. And I feel like heartbroken, like severely heartbroken, but I'm not dating anybody. So it's not like and I'm not heartbroken over a guy in right. my life. No, no but like, like so but def- the feeling like defeated is. or like mm, or more like anxious. I guess t- it's- terror. Terror yeah. is the only way I could put it. But um, yeah. so the people that I've been talking to, they all are pointing to complex PTSD, which mm. is like uh, just reliving stuff, um, right. old stuff. And that's why I'm like, mm, kind of want to do ayahuasca. Um, yeah. But, you know. And, and the PTSD, PTSD thing, I think, is like real. And I had. Thank you. Some version of that, like uh, like a very minor version of it over the summer. But I've, I know other people who've had like what was severe it? cases of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like. But it was a thing where it's like I'd wake up incredibly stressed. I couldn't get back to sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I had to kind of like isolate for a little bit. Yeah. And um, just there was – I just felt like a lot – I felt like if I saw anybody, I would just kind of like dump a lot of yeah. stress and shit yeah, on them. That, yeah, That I'm sure if I went back and <laughs> heard anything, I was like, <laughs> like Dan's really bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you're just not, on edge. You're very much on edge. What yeah. happened, Do you, if you don't mind saying? It was a whole. It's a whole. Or did thing. you get to the root of it? Because sometimes you yes. don't. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. guess. Yeah. Like you, you know. get to the root of it, and sometimes it's not even about. Sometimes it's about like extricating yourself from an environment, and sometimes it's just yeah. about like learning to let it get to you less. You know, and some combination right. thereof. Because sometimes yeah. you can't fully remove yourself from it. But. Yeah, because it's like you have to change. Like I, like a therapist told me, it's like change. Your, are you going to change your environment or change how you're like change the thing or change how you're reacting to the right. thing? Like those yeah. are right. choices. And if you and, could control your reactions, oh, that's the money right there. Yes, because oftentimes the thing is something you can't control because it's dependent on how this person acts and sure. how, right. and how like, Which if is, it's work, how this entire thing operates that you there's a billion things you have no control over. Sure. So the more you can control your own reaction to it, which medication helps with if you find the right whatever mm. then i think that's the kind of good balancing act for it yeah i i i've also found that telling myself like this will pass like you will be yeah you will because i experience and i and I, I think i really do believe my natural demeanor is just so joyful i'm just like a joyful person right not a hundred percent of the time but just like i'm goofy and weird and like what are you doing like i'll right. fucking make friends on the street and just like you know right um, but when I'm in like yesterday, yesterday morning, I was so depressed. I, I was like, but I was, I would say more terror and I was crying and screaming and I'm like, I'm so tired of like my, right. <laughs> like, but not in a, like a suicidal have, way, but I'm just like, have, Oh, Christina, come on. Have, well, we've I, done this before. Yeah. But I think, I think that's very, that's very common. I don't think you should beat yourself up over that at yeah, all. But, I'm just um, tired of feeling have you felt, like it. Have you felt this before or is this the most It's been the last two that? years, but it's yeah. the last like six months have been really bad. Yeah. But I told myself, I'm like, you will experience probably very soon because I've been really no, I've been taking stock of like my moods a lot. Like I write them down in a calendar. Yeah. I'm like, you are going to experience blissful joy probably later and i did like i the yeah, yesterday last night was like one of the best nights ever so. yeah and that's and that's the benefit of like once you've been in those modes before and i've yeah. been in i've been in those modes even recently i was just like i was just having a day and i knew i was like i had to like zoom with a couple people and i had to go do a show and i knew it's just one of those days where i was like early on i was like this is just going to be a day yeah. where i'm yeah. just getting through it yeah and i'm gonna have to apologize to people <laughs> after i'm like i'm sorry yeah. it's not you i'm just in a in a thing yeah. you know um but uh, but the more you're in that hole and climb out of it the more you 
have the perspective just from experience. Yeah. The yeah. same if you're doing a show and you know it's like, okay, I can get them back. I can do whatever we're in the beginning. Yeah, like, you're oh, right. You dig yourself in a hole. This is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, where right. it's just like, okay, it's okay. You've been here before. You know the way out. It's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. You know the waves will, you know, uh, rise and or whatever waves do. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they, know, they go on, in and go out. You guys all know what well, waves do. You were trying to make an inspirational quote so badly. And then <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's a, I'm a city kid. Uh, you know, you know if, you've, if you've been to the beach, you know those waters. <laughs> <laughs> you know those fucking waters. Well, our, and also human beings' nature is cyclical. Like things right. go in and out. Yeah. Uh, rotation. Like we will be, but, you know. But I don't think, I don't think you should like feel like you have to if that stuff is like pro like everybody's gonna be sad everybody's gonna be like oh this makes me sad or i feel like a little less energetic today or whatever sure. that's normal but when it's at the point scream at, crying is a little much yeah i mean it, it'd be a little i don't more. like doing that multiple times a week yeah i mean uh yes sure, certainly <laughs> do but, you scream cry or did no, you No, it's very tough for me to cry really i can i can more get it out watching movies okay but it's very tough for me to cry in like because of anything in like life you know wow more often mm. i will have the thought of like oh if i were if i could cry more easily this is where it would happen mm. you know what i mean wow like, my brain will intellectualize it your eyes went <laughs> wow. so wide there and this I is like, where i would normally cry behavior. <laughs> what are you talking about a sociopath would be like i'm not crying i don't I, ever cry i don't feel anything no i just see like you and you in like a serial killer movie be like I should be crying right now because I just <laughs> murdered a woman Insert who was Dan breathing crying. mere moments ago. A sociopath ago. would train himself to cry in that moment. True. But it would be like robotic. Even and- scarier <laughs> that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Making it research. Well, Making it so much worse. It's like you can't read WikiHow anymore without everybody getting on your back. Ask Jeeves, baby. <laughs> um, oh, my God. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, that's tough for me. But oh, what I was going to say is if it's fucking up, if it's at the point where it's like genuinely like fucking up your ability to like go about what yeah. your routine is yeah. and like removing you from that in a yeah. way that's like, it's like why? It's isolating why, me from the world. Yeah, you shouldn't let your brain be like fucking up yeah. like what you need to do, which, to, which by the way will make you feel better. Yeah, if absolutely. You're able to do it. Well, if your I brain's stopping you, then well, you, you. My mental health really, really gets in the way of bonding with a man romantically right. or sexually. Sure. Like I don't want to when I. Well, actually, no, man, that's not true. When I'm when I'm depressed, <laughs> I'm like when I'm anxious, I kind of do want to fuck. But or like well, you sure. know, even terror. I'd but fuck. that makes but that makes sense because that's that's like a quick. Heightened. It's heightened and it's like a, a you know that's like a release and that's yeah. the thing that'll make you feel good in the moment. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Relationship is different because that's like yeah. actual work and, and cultivating <laughs> whatever. But like, yeah. and you want to present your best self, and that's why I'm, I'm like, oh, I, right. I go back and forth between like, oh, Christina, don't try to be perfect before you enter a relationship. You don't have to be perfect. No. That's but mistake number time. one. You want, to, you want to present your medium self, <laughs> oh, <Sure. laughs> yeah. not yeah. your best self. Then you're setting no. yourself up for failure. Right, right, right. You're right. gonna be right. like, why are, right. why are you not your best self? <laughs> your best like, self should be like, like in a cinematic like, You get moment. my best self on my on our wedding day. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> you build to that and then you hit that peak once and then never again. But you you give you years before you give that. No, yeah, I don't think... But I get that. But I don't think I think but I think do think that's depressive thinking that mm. that makes it worse because I think that's a very um, uh, standard depressive mindset of like, um, I feel bad. I don't want to be around people because I feel bad. I'm going to be a drag. I'm not going to be yeah. myself. I'm not going to be able to contribute what I could. 
and then but then you're isolated and then you feel worse right and it, so that's the yeah you get this thing or you're like why would anyone prophecy? want to hang out with me right now right. i don't have anything good to say right but right. then it's like no you lean on your friends and then you're like oh i'm so alone and you still yeah, feel and then that you're like, meh, you're meh, the meh. One. right and yeah, right and so so yeah and it's in you're in, you you sink down to the bottom of the you're, well and you're, you're like what the fuck right you're not as bad you just have to remember there are people who are not depressed who are around their friends and nobody wants them there great point <laughs> That's a Nobody great point. Wants them it's there. a great point. Nobody wants them there. And you should visually you should put a picture of that person on your door. And they are they have the benefit of zero self-awareness. Right. And they just walk oh, through those life. Beautiful people. Blissful. And yeah. we are chock full of that in this dumb, business. Dumb as can be. Yeah. I'm never so contributed a thing. And they're on cloud nine. Don't all even day. want to contribute. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, yeah. did they win? Like, yeah, I mean, they that's a really kind great of. way to live. Yes, but 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 the, there's advantages to being more self-aware, obviously. But don't like depression. Let, but don't let yeah, don't let that that downside to it right. take you out of the game. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right because uh, there, I will never not be self-aware. That's that's so unenjoyable. Sure. Yeah. But then, but the flip side of that is you're more aware that you know, to Corinne's point, everything's bad and dumb. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, ignorance mm-hmm. really is bliss. Totally, it is, and mm-hmm. that's why you you almost have to make yourself ignorant to certain things, like just to your own, in your own mind, almost. Yeah, well, that's I mean, and this gets into a different thing, but that's where it's like I do think, you know, being super online or like on Twitter reading yeah. shit is only going to be bad, yeah. for your mental health because that yes. just inundates you with things that you're supposed to care about, and I understand emotionally you're supposed to care about this stuff, but also bandwidth wise, yeah, you can't you don't have the energy, yeah, to care. and well, if you start to put all the energy there you're just going to feel worse and feel yeah. sadder because you cannot control a lot of this stuff. and you're helpless yeah i, you're I think helpless i don't think you should care about everything i think you should no. care about one thing one, pick, one, yeah. pick one thing and if we all one, picked one thing to care about it'd be to, fine you get to care once everything else you can't care about, about. like one genre of of <laughs> issues philanthropy or something yeah, i really yeah. i truly I mean, I believe do, that I, I i do too i do think you're setting yourself up for like intense uh um uh, helplessness, hopelessness, sadness, <laughs> like total defeatism. If you're just like, oh, the, all this stuff is bad. It's like, yes, there's so many things that are awful. Yeah. You need to like, you know, uh, focus. On, it's a, the cliche of like your side of the street. But mm-hmm. like that is what you have. To, and that doesn't mean narcissism. That means like the people close to you. That means well, like the people in your life, in your circle, which you there's more take- than enough problems there to – keep you busy you know yeah, yeah and you got to take your you, we all are walking around with these giant fish bowls around our heads with all of our thoughts swimming around like yeah. it's like depression or anxiety or thoughts about our circumstances or our career or ideas we have or whatever it is and you just got to fucking take the fish bowl off your fucking head every once in a while like it's just totally. and like by going outside yes. going outside is such an important jolt of like change of energy change of pace looking and looking I, at a flower uh, literally yes. looking at a flower and i think and to go back to the like of talking about friends and support and stuff and i think this is a thing that like at least for me i was probably worse at in my maybe like early 20s and i've gotten better at now and honestly covid a little bit helped in terms of like um you know you're just kind of talking to the people you really want to talk to yeah. but it's so important to like talk to talk to like um to focus your energy on the people who are giving you yeah. positive energy. Yeah. And so, and if yeah. I know somebody might have been a friend for a long time, somebody might have been important to you at another thing, but if you're like seeing this person, if you're hanging out with these people and it's not like giving you that same uh, energy and positivity and it's just putting you in a worse place, mm-hmm. you don't 
don't keep putting yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a it's, very important point. It, and that's, well, that's what sucks about the internet is because sometimes like you're like, you get constant contact with people that you have zero interest hide. in. I'm a big hider. No, I know. I mean, me too. I mean, I'm like, just, you know, stop responding because it's like, you don't want to have to get to that point where you literally have to say word for word to right. the person. Like, I do not to want yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. associate yeah. with you anymore. No, I'm not right. against it and I've done it, but sure. like, no, I don't, you know, you can't be doing that all the but time. You, but I, right. I mean, and that's the other thing is people expect me immediate responses and all this shit. But yeah. Yeah. But I think you need to give that time for yourself. It's somebody who's draining and somebody who's just going to like, yeah. yank yank energy from you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without care. Then you have to like create that boundary for your i mean you really just have to like so focus on the people who like make you feel good and uh, yeah and reevaluate like how or like or evaluate for the first time like how do i feel after this person like i fucking i stopped talking about both my parents my best friend of 18 years and an ex that was a couple years prior but i'm like wow because i it made me go the pandemic specifically made me go right oh i feel like shit every time after i stop talking like after we hang up the phone or while we're conversing i hate it and i'm anxious right. and when we hang out i kind of dread it and i just right. accepted that that's okay right well, which I'm, is why and i think sometimes if you're so in that stuff you don't even question it i think right. that happens in relationships that get bad oh yeah and, we uh, get used to pain physical emotional we get used to pain, and then there was there was a time it was about a year ago and it was like we were filming the show and there was pre-vaccine or mm. few people were vaccinated so like i couldn't really go out couldn't really yeah. see people and it was one of those things where it was like I felt like I had been so like cut off from like positive like interactions and environments and stuff that I took a call from a, a friend and he was just like – he was just asking how I was doing. I guess this was a time I genuinely teared up because he was just being nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he was, like, was curious Whoa. about you. Yeah, and, he yeah. was just being nice and ask like – yeah. It was a, a, I'll say who it is. It was Nico White. Oh, Nico White. love Nico. What a sweetie pie. A very sweet. He has guy. a loving nature to him. Full loving nature. That and feels so warm it, and good. It felt it's so not where I was like, and uh, and then I I was like, oh, this is very nice. I'm tearing up, and he's like, all right, stupid. No, you just call me dumb <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But comic um, love because you can deal with yes, yeah. but but no, I think it's like it, it's important to just check, and you're like, you don't you don't have to be feeling that way. In the same way without meds. Like you really don't have to be feeling this way. Yeah. And so why not just like. You deserve to feel happy. Externally and internally to try different shit. To yeah. 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 It, you know. Well and aren't you're. And based on the stand up I've seen you do recently. You're in a kind of new relationship. Is that correct? Or no? Um, is it? Yeah. Kind of new. Yeah. What's kind of new? A few months. Oh okay. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Super new. Yeah. So did you. What kind of like groundwork did you lay for this person emotionally i'm letting everything be a complete surprise you know <laughs> like boo <laughs> it's just no just plans, plans. Don't make plans. For eight days. <laughs> like it's a jewish Stand thing a lot. <laughs> just roll Sit and shiver dice. for yourself no oh, I, uh, um no i don't know i i, I mean uh, it's good to, i mean i don't i don't know I, it's you have interesting. to learn about each other kind of yeah it's right? interesting when you when you asked that earlier because i was like <laughs> oh i guess i don't have like a a strict like thought about how to approach that conversation. It yeah. just feels like one of those things as it as it comes, you know. Yeah, we uh, yeah we have to use our instincts, like our animal instincts of like when to bring stuff up and what feels good and like yeah, being able to listen. It's to that, that line of like, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna like hide anything, but also I'm not, yeah, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way, I yeah, just express that. Do you yeah. withdraw from partners when you're feeling depressed? Hmm. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Do I they notice? I definitely would draw. I definitely would draw more than I 
like clutch on. You know what I mean? Do you give them a heads up? Um, I think I've started to because I've, I've been told, what are you doing? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> it's been asked, you know, because I, I, you know, I get lost in my head and I think probably a lot of people do. And I didn't I remember an ex-girlfriend. We were like we were walking and we were just walking in silence. Which in my head, nothing was even wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's. And she was I think like, that's trust. comfort, though. Yeah. yeah, that's how I viewed that's it. That's trust. But she was viewing us like, well, "What's, what are you thinking?" And she's like, ah. "And I was like, I don't know. I was just uh, thinking about this and that. It was just like dumb shit." Yeah, you that's know? my number one most like the question that annoys me most is when I'm quiet and someone asks me what I'm thinking. I'm like, "Bitch, if I wanted to tell you, you would. I would have said it out loud." But yeah, so <laughs> it's true. Drives me fucking nuts. That's how talking works. So it drives me fucking nuts. Anytime, no, wow. and because men think it's romantic. What do you tell me? What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I want you to shut the fuck up and get away from me. I let, hate it. Let me think. Stay out of my thoughts. Hate Stay it. The fuck yes, out of it my feels thoughts. intrusive. Yeah. I'm thinking it because I don't want you to hear it. <laughs> um, Crazy. <laughs> Never <laughs> ask someone that. That's fun. That's fun. Usually I would that. ask them how much they weighed before I asked them that. <laughs> what am how I thinking? How much do you weigh? <laughs> Buck 20? <laughs> Seems like a little more lately. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking. You're thinking how you're a fat fuck a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, I'm my. thinking maybe try that Mediterranean diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst is when someone asks what you th- you're thinking and you tell them, and they're like, "Oh, that's not fun." Okay, yeah, yeah, you're like, right, "Well, right, you right. asked, asshole." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, it's like, it, what, I mean, what, oh, I'm thinking how to kill a family of four. Like, it's what is it, like? <laughs> no, what is the big reveal going to be? Well, think about how t- childbirth reveal, would tear the, my anus. <laughs> the reveal. It's just. What they're asking is like, you're thinking about me? And yeah, right. Like, or they're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Our wedding day? Yeah, and you're just like, it's not about you. And they're like, okay. And you're like, Am I, it's, it's about this trauma. And you're like, they're like, okay, uh, well, let me know when it's about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they think it's a quiet moment is either like that, like they're worried that you're going to break up with them or like right. that you're like about to pro- like profess your undying love. Right. Right. And it's usually neither. Neither. It's usually like, just, I'd like a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and being like, able to exist in silence you, is a type of bonding. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yes. I think if you can what be What do you think about somebody, my ex? Yeah. Oh, God. You asked. You asked. How, how comfortable my ex was yeah. in silence. <laughs> <laughs> how my ex never asked stupid ass questions like that. Oh. Holy shit. Holy mm. shit. Have you ever had a relationship end because of your mental health? Um... Not, not in the way of the, that we're filing this away as the reason, but <laughs> right, I certainly think, right. I certainly think my like, um, whatever maybe if, whether it's depression or whether it's um, uh, you know, uh, lack of work, which I still need to do on like mental health and um, like openness and like sure. you know, um, whatever fears I have, whatever mental health shit that is not going to be from meds, but that's more like going to have to be like psychology, talk therapy stuff in whatever form. I think that's definitely fucked up either relationships or potential relationships for sure. Like there's definitely been things where it's like, oh, this probably could have been like a good relationship and I was scared and I was closed off Mm -hmm. and I was whatever and it has nothing to do with them. But if I was in a better mental place. If you had the tools. If I had the tools. Yeah. Um, that I'm not saying I fully have, not, but like, if if I had that, then I think yeah, I could it could have 
been better for sure. Yeah. And I could have been able to like take these steps that sometimes it's not even about. It's just some you feel some like force field and you can't like break through it. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Have you ever had a partner say anything to you in, in dealing with your mental health issues that was like at all helpful or memorable? Because I think like I'm someone who's like dating people a uh-huh. lot who are yeah. and, I, and it's like I think it's like, you know, you want to it's like a fine line between like how much you step in, how much advice you give, how what is helpful, what is not helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I think with advice to partners in general, it's kind of like I think it's as long as you communicate about it. Sometimes if someone's telling me advice that I know is worthless. I think that's the thing. It's it's like, like, what can you say that hasn't fucking, they haven't heard or read before. But sometimes it's, it's helpful to have somebody like, I guess what I'll tell people is like, you keep nudging me on it, whether it's like personal or mental health advice or otherwise. I'm like, right. I, I, I may not do that now, but I'm okay hearing that. So if somebody wants to prod me on it, that's Mm. okay. Because I hate nagging. And that's like, that's like, that's something that has been ingrained in me as just a heterosexual woman. Like this, like, I never want to nag, even if it's not like a person, like I'm in a relationship with, like, I I think I I have this like, almost like, oh, like fear that's too great about nagging Mm. people on any, on anything. I think one thing, and if it's not interest, if it doesn't interest the person then it doesn't, but like, I remember one, um, relationship years ago a thing that was like and there were plenty of uh, bad things about the relationship but one nice thing <laughs> i just don't want to present a picture like it was all uh, great. great no yeah. i appreciate that <laughs> um but one thing that was uh, uh and this is when i started meditating i'd never meditated uh, before which i'm still you know uh, not great at but it's a practice it's a practice but um we actually started doing that like together at the same time in the morning and that was actually that's a, really nice that was yeah, like a nice I that thing I because i wouldn't have done it on my yeah. own yeah okay it, she she got me a thing like the headspace yeah thing. yeah she got me that and then we did it at the same time. and then it made it a little easier for me to do because just sometimes when you are depressed you also just need that small nudge the yeah. thought of doing a thing yeah. is like even if you oh, know you God, should do it i gotta like, click five buttons that's right. not gonna happen yeah, yeah. oh just, i would love an assistant to wake me up in the morning i know yeah. most people Whoa. would think partner but i i think assistant because i don't i'm paying them to not owe them anything emotionally <laughs> right right is that sick it's a huge, I, no. am i unwell no i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mean it's, to them not, no but like, i don't have to no, when i listen to their I stories i laugh at what a great distilled <laughs> framing that is yeah when yeah, i yeah. hide dream yeah. i hired a male sex worker once and it was some of the most relaxed sex i've ever had because sure. i'm like oh i don't give a fuck i don't have to impress you right and i was able to enjoy myself more so i get it yeah someone to just like you just be like here's a cup of tea this is what you have to do today i wrote it down by time yeah and like let's like i opened the yeah. have link, a good day i let alfred out to pee and let's go let's right. go yeah. let's oh, do well, it that'd be really yeah. helpful you know and you don't have to and you have to you do all that and then you just they send you an invoice and you pay them and you, you never have to say you love them and it's yeah all, it's so nice great. And yeah and i just don't have to i don't have to like you know be like and how are you <laughs> right <laughs> i'm sick <laughs> you have like puppet strings and, like being pulled oh. sometimes i think i think you're the youngest person you've ever had sex with <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes no little kids are the nicest i i feel like i'm the oldest like yeah. i feel like it's yeah because because sometimes like someone will be like how are you and i'll respond and then there'll be like a long silence and then i'll remember oh customarily this is 
responded to with with and how are you if you're interested that's, though but i'm I think not that, well then so don't say it because i think we should we should oh, really make I trendy don't. i go oh, and don't fake interest day. yeah cool <laughs> see ya like just cut the conversation yeah yeah i do that sometimes sometimes people ask me how i am and i'm like i'm good thanks because i don't, don't want to talk not to great bye <laughs> Dan, where can we find you online? What would you like to promote? Oh, uh, um, no, I'm on uh, Instagram at Dan J. Perlman. And, you have uh, a TV show and Twitter, you're, you lead thing. with Instagram? She said, where can people find you? Yeah. I have a show on Showtime. It's called <gasps> you do? Flatbush. Fancy. It's called Flatbush Misdemeanors. Yes. It's on Showtime. Um, if you don't have Showtime, just DM me. I'll give you my password. Nice. You can just watch it. And, Are you um, being serious? I'm not being How serious. How many people also, can be on the same account? <laughs> I mean, and also, did Showtime okay this? No, I think sure. not that many. Just whatever. Get a free trial, binge, and cancel. Yeah, everyone yeah. has a family yeah. member or yeah, friend who's watch. on it. Yeah. Share. Don't you want to watch Yellow Jackets after? Watch my thing and then watch Yellow Jackets and watch the It's always the good when you need to use soccer. another TV show to promote your TV I'm show. Saying, for I'm for the record, I've seen both shows and I like yours better. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've seen Yellow Jackets. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. No, yeah. Uh, it's on Showtime. Season two is out now. And um, uh, yeah, we have amazing comedians on it. Uh, it's Roy Wood Jr. plays a principal. Maria Bamford is my mom. <sighs> Yamanika Saunders so is my therapist who yells at me a lot. Carrie uh, Cottett's on it. Carrie right? Cottett. Yeah. Kareem Green is my stepdad. Alyssa just, Lynn Paris is on Alyssa Lynn Paris is my love interest this season. Mm, Greer Barnes is a lawyer. Like yes! <laughs> I like Alyssa as a choice because it looks like you guys could be brother and sister. I mean, really? which so? a lot of couples look I like. I think that. so, yeah. yeah. A lot of couples that, look alike. A couple, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Soder also is on it on nice. this past one. Um, but yeah, please watch. It's a, a small comedy but the people who've seen it like it so i hope you watch it and, and like it and you're the only one not watching it that's what i realized that's the only way what people make get, people feel like they're missing out FOMO. people get me to watch shows yeah yeah because we just leave our house and people start shouting show recommendations yeah sure at which us. is how i get my recommendations right. honestly yes. but and it's only it's democratic from being inundated enough of being like you haven't watched severance yes the fourth Why don't oh, you, I love you should kill yourself i right. know you're talking about it but you just should Do that's how now. game of thrones was you're like you like right. it was like there was a whole day of the week that was dedicated and i just didn't watch I still didn't watch it, but I was like, you, you know, you, so, you, it was annoying because everyone was talking about it. Yes. So this is true. And if you Google it 100 percent around tomatoes, you'll see you're the only person who's not watching. Yeah. So push me. Watch. And, well, and the cool thing, like the a little bit of the backstory and why it's so exciting that you have a television show is because it started as a self-produced web series. Yeah, we started as a web series. And, uh, you know, we had no money for it. We wrote it as a script. It's such a Cinderella story. I love, love that. We love that. We showed it as a script to some industry people. And they're like, I don't understand this. And we're like, <laughs> yep, they're like yep. this is nothing. And we're like, okay. And we just cut anything that we be budget and had 15 pages. And we bribed a, a janitor to let us into a school in Queens. Really? I didn't know that part. That's yeah. Right. You got to hustle that shit. We, we snuck onto a subway. We, yeah. You know, um. Asked if we could use a Caribbean bakery yeah. in Flatbush, and you then got get... there and stepped aside whenever a customer would come oh. in, and uh, uh, crown fried chicken, and yeah, you know, just every everything was illegal. Gorilla style. We never had a permit in our lives, but then it started doing well at film festivals, and it started winning those because, I mean, if you've been to those, it's like every everything they show is like just like trauma. You know, it's all like set, yep. people trying to show they can make features. So it's just about burn victims and like <laughs> and like awful shit, like yeah. really set, like murder. I guess all this yeah, really yeah, yeah. kid dies. 
and then they're like, uh, it's a low budget oh, film oh, about comedy. the Holocaust. Yeah, it's like yeah. Tra- it's like tragedies yeah. condensed to fifteen right, 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 minutes. Right, right. It's and World then, War Two in, in, yeah, in three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and then they cut to us, and it would just be like Kareem being like, "Call me Daddy," and it was yeah. just like it was like it's just silly. Yeah, and so I think it did well from that, and that's what helped lead it to um to networks and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a lot of great comedians. It's a uh, funny show also it touches on mental health stuff and some of the stigmas with that so um well i love watching a show that someone i know is in and i could tell that they just wrote they, their exactly lines. based on <laughs> yeah <themselves. laughs> that's great though you gotta write what you know well, here's and i thing. like when shit's authentic thing. to the creator I ain't, I ain't that great an actor so i had to, <laughs> you stay, had to play you i had to stay a little close to yeah, the yeah, chest yeah, yeah. i had to go yeah. the comedian way yeah i feel yeah. like you're great right on the show oh thank you I, do, I, I felt uh, better this season. I felt like well, I was course. very happy. It's, yeah, you're like comfortable with the For on sure. set thing. No, I, I um, yeah, I, I love it. And yeah, I hope, uh, hope you all just fucking watch it. Just fucking watch it. Well, congratulations. Being so on, happy Dan. for you. Oh. Uh, truly. I mean, I think, I believe I tweeted, I'm really happy for anyone's success in this industry, but I genuinely like Dan <laughs> Perlman and I'm happy for his success. And I really oh, meant it. that's very sweet. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, this guys. has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shimmy podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? the dress you hate with that skin Dear Mr. Possessive, you've been acting obsessive Watching every step I take, every move I make Dear Mr. Possessive, my time is expensive I'm wasting it all on you, it's safe to stay with you Now I'm in a new city, I bet you moved on But it can't be long till you do her wrong Won't be surprised when she sings along You've been acting obsessive Watching every step I take Every move I make Dear Mr. Possessive My time is expensive Wasting it all on you This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.